What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. And we're joined by our guest today in the shop, in person, Albert Jang. Albert, how's it going, man? Good to have you here. Good, good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, Devin, what do you got for us? I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Cross the desert to bear, man. Cross the deserts. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled. I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Tynemal, Padua, Matawala, Pomera, Bangalore, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tupacilla, Barmakilla, Permadilla, I'm a killer. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was gonna. I was wondering how far you're gonna go. I was waiting <laughs> was for you that? to slip up somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That was yeah, pretty you good. Didn't, yeah. You didn't get twisted at all. <laughs> almost right off the bat, though, you almost got mixed up in the beginning. I've been yeah. everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Uh, he says Baltimore too, somewhere. Yeah, that was like, towards the, the end. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore. I was like, yeah, Baltimore. Yes. Little Johnny Cash. Johnny it's Cash. always nice hearing that in anything you watch. Or see. it's it doesn't happen very often. So when yeah. you see it, you're like, yes. Yeah. Right, know, exactly. Baby. Yeah. As that that pride of place, yes. <laughs> like aha, yeah, it could be like nothing, you know. It's just it's like in the song, uh, what's it, um, from, uh, what's it, the Honor Mountain String Band or whatever, the one who does the um, the uh, uh, Hey Mama Rock Me. They talk about going oh. through the, the uh, through the Cumberland, um, Cumberland Gap. Gap to Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah, Cumberland Gap. I'm like, yeah, hey, it's Cumberland. That's Maryland. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just driving down. Um, so a little fun fact about that. That wasn't, I mean, that was from the Johnny Cash American albums. He did that with uh, the producer from Def Jam. Russell Simmons? Really? No, the, the, other, the white guy. <laughs> the oh, other guy. Um, uh, what's his name? He's got the long white beard. I don't know. Uh, he's done every good. Well, not every good album. A lot of good albums he's right. done. Um, but anyway, he asked Johnny, like, "What do you want to do now? You're old. You, you know, whatever." He didn't say. That, I'm sure, but right. <laughs> you're and old he's just now. Like, I want to play standards do? just with my guitar. Yeah. So he went through all these things and covers. Oh, that's that. Yeah, right. So that was a song that was done originally in Australia. And there's a whole bunch of Australian names. And oh, he really? does a whole Australian version. And then there was a country version in the 70s. Oh, okay. That was a hit. And did U.S. For US and Mexico, basically American, right. the Americas. That was his in the 70s. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you were talking about the more recent album that he did, right? With all the like the covers Is that we were talking about with the guys from Def Jam. Yes, or the guy. Um, what's yeah, right. Uh, but I was saying that wasn't that song. I've been everywhere. It wasn't from that time period. Yeah, it was from the modern. It was from in the two thousands when he did those, like, uh, "It's Your Rusty Cage." Yeah, right. And yeah. all those, all those covers and hurt. Yeah, hurt but myself. I've been everywhere. That's not from that that time period, is it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Really? That's yeah, a modern song in the two oh, thousands. Okay. 
Wow. I didn't realize that was from that that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got that. It's a, a great couple records. I got them one final. <laughs> Where'd you get them from? Did you get them The where? store? No, did you buy? Yeah. Which store? Did you go? It was a Soundgarden. Sound nice. Down in, in uh, Fells, Fells Point. Point. Oh, yeah. Good place. That's a great store. One of the only places in the uh, like Baltimore area that you can get decent price records. Yeah. Right. And they actually got rid of a lot of their... They, they had a whole section, but they made it into a vinyl section. Mm-hmm. It's like since it came back a little bit, so they... Yeah. And it's the only place you can get records, new records for like 20 bucks. Right. That's yeah. how much they should be. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of places like now, you can like Target or whatever. It's like $35, 40 yeah, Like, right. no, what? No. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a bespoke thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, get this cool. Old they don't know how much it is. I mean, you do get a, a lot yeah. compared to nothing for mm-hmm. usually music. Yeah. Um, but if there's a great record, I try to. Right. With a modern record, though, do you get the same amount of songs? As a CD, mm-hmm. like when they come out, so like per side, you know. Like, well, like CDs, back in the day, yes, was... CDs were based off of records. Yeah, so right. it's like, hey, we need to make this much time. Right. Okay. An album is yeah. forty-five minutes, so we need at least twenty something on each side. Right. Yeah. There's usually a little bit of space left on CDs. Yeah. Huh. But uh, yeah, I was thinking that because like back, I feel like originally, you know, records would have, I guess, there's LP and EP and whatever, but like it'd be like four songs per side or something. Maybe, maybe that's just the top. Yeah, of the it was like record. 45 minutes. They could yeah. fit a lot more at a lower quality. And a lot of like oh, the right. uh, 50s and 60s ones would be like 30 songs. Yeah, right. But it was great. Like, it doesn't matter. We're <laughs> yeah, just going right. to dance around it. to it. It's yeah. good enough. Right. Play yeah. it loud enough sounds good. It's like now right, they have exactly. the, um, the ones that you play at 45 speed. Oh, okay. So you get like two songs a side. It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what flip the album over every two songs. I don't care how good you think it sounds. <laughs> like, it's not that great. Right. I'm using uh, uh, the uh, Salvation Army speaker yeah, receiver. Right. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Sony, a pair of Sony speakers from the 80s. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's a record, so it has that, like, quality sound. Yeah, there's some it, pops but, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. My daughter loves them. Yeah, she dances. She does. That's so much fun. It's so cool. fun. I crank it on. Cool. She's like, and she like knows dancing. it's coming too. You're like, get the you so like, you get listen the music, out. and she's like, <gasps> gets all pumped, <laughs> yeah, put the record like, on, get ready to put it on. She starts dancing even before yeah, no, the music was, comes on. It's like a whole event when you, you put yeah, it. Yeah, not like clicking your phone. Yeah, and, you have some respect yeah. for it. <laughs> respect for the music. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to. Right? So I did that. I've been everywhere, man. Quote. Yeah. Because Albert's been everywhere. Oh man. <laughs> um, oh, man. People don't know. or Yeah. Uh, we we uh, <laughs> are having him on. He's an old friend of mine. I started uh, out at the Baltimore Orioles with him. Yes, doing sir. production, camera guys, all that type of stuff. Great times. Um, and then once he left us, sadly, uh, he went on to move to L.A. and do a bunch of crazy shows and travel all over the world do naked and afraid and drone drone racing stuff and uh crappy shows and good shows but he was like in the business for a while so we wanted to have him on and yeah talk about that and right we also talked about last week about like maybe doing a travel show right which the only other person really to know about was albert and some other people but eventually we just go like yeah whatever We'll just talk yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah, care. yeah. Last week, Devin's like, "Should we, should we talk about it?" And he's like, uh, uh, "You know, like kind of halfway through the episode, we're like, 
yeah, sure, why not? Like, what is, what is someone like another four brothers going to steal our idea? <laughs> they might. <laughs> like I said, if I see it on the next couple months, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some someone out of the like. I don't know, maybe 400 people who listen to this episode each week, you know, like someone out there. They, they keep undercutting because it's 425. Know. <laughs> Last week I said three. So, well, three. We're going total. You said three people. You said five. So we're, we're going good. off. I don't know that there are four brothers in this country that get along well enough to do any sort of project together, let alone a TV show where you're cramped together for you know, 15, 16 hours a day, every day. Right, exactly. So I think you guys got something. If you guys all get along. Hey, that was our life, cramped together. Yeah. That's what we should call it, four brothers cramped together. <laughs> We're used to it. Let's go, Jerry. Go. <laughs> but yeah, welcome, Albert. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, don't clap for me. <laughs> yeah, so this has been kind of some, it's been some time in the making. Devin talked to us about um, his idea for the 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 travel show maybe i don't know you talked to me about it like sometime within the last year it was even more than that we never did anything i started like thinking about it and then maybe five or six months ago we had a like a zoom call one night with the four of us our brothers just to talk about ideas and what the idea was and 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 that 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 point and before that he was started mentioning albert saying like you new people in the business, you had been in the business, you know, you just had that knowledge that we needed to like have someone who's in the know, but also just a hell of a fun guy who would be willing to do whatever <laughs> and hang out with and easy to get along with and no, no drama, which is what we want. You know, it was like all that stuff was like perfect. Yeah. You know? That was the main thing I, I told him. I was like, well, there's like one person I know who could tell us if stuff was like good or bad, mm-hmm. if we were going the, down the wrong path or like, if you were involved, you could like you'd be our bullshit meter. <laughs> like, don't do that. That's bullshit. Like at least, at least I could call Albert and be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Or like, "Should we try to do this? Is this not possible?" <laughs> but mainly, if yeah, if, you know, in the future, any involvement, just uh, like we said, you need a crew. That's the main thing. You Absolutely. need a crew. Right. The that's people are positive, the fun together. Yeah. And uh, no drama. Yeah, because like what you were saying is you wanted to, you know, with our, with AOC, you're so used to working the camera all the time and like you want to be able to do, you want to be able to not work the camera, but also not feel like you have to be part of the input. Now, obviously we're all going to be part of the input. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how it's going to go with Mm -hmm. like if we do a small crew, but you don't want to have to be like, Oh, let's get this shot. Oh, let's get this shot. You want people who have, who can do that around you who also have that same mindset. Right. right? Obviously we all talk about our vision and what we want, but then having someone who can like take that vision, but then also do it all on your own. And that Albert has that being in the, in the business. You need people you can trust. Right. Exactly. But anyway, before getting into all that, (laughs) I want to, we kind of try to talk about how people got started in whatever craft they're doing. So I don't even know. Like, well, I know you graduated from BIM. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, cool. Baltimore Institute. Dad went? Of, hold on. Maryland. <laughs> BIM of Baltimore Institute. Broadcasting, Broadcasting Institute of Maryland. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a long time. Baltimore Institute. We've been Baltimore. drinking it already tonight. Broadcasting yeah. um, <laughs> Started there to get in. So why did you want to get into like video production? Well, it's like at the time, um, I was, I went to college, didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do, just kind of picked a major, I was like, there's money there, I'll do that. But, you know, you learn quickly that that does not really work. If <laughs> if it's not for you, it's not for you. Right. 
and it, it wasn't for me. So I left school and I tried to just work, do you know all kinds of different jobs in all kinds of different industries, and I just hated everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I was just drinking all my money away just to you know escape from what I had to do in the morning. You know, right? Just forget, try and forget. But you know that's no way to live. Right. And you, you just come to a point where you're like, what am I going to do? So I just thought about what has been the most consistent thing in my life. Like, I've always loved TV and movies. Yeah. Uh, and this is a really weird thing to say. It's going to c- come off weird to a lot of people, but I feel like I'm good at watching TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, And it's not like I just, I'm good at just sitting there and <laughs> vegging out. That's not what I mean. It's um, ever since I was a little kid, like I would watch a show and I would notice weird things like, hmm. This show showed a Pepsi can, but this other show shows just soda on the can. Mm. So somebody got paid for something somewhere. Right. And I, that, that connection kind of like just came naturally. Yeah. So I felt like I had a decent sense for the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So I said, why not? Like, you only live once. Let's try it out. Yeah. Yeah, man, we, we talked about that probably the last podcast, where if you find something that you have a, a focus on, yeah. There's so many things that you don't have a focus right. on. Yeah. And that is your spark that you need. Mm-hmm. There's so and many things you do, and then all of a sudden you go, like, I really love looking at this one thing, or I love right. art, or I love cars. And that, I like, I want to focus on yeah. that. Yeah. You got to try to and that, focus your Like focus. you were saying, that, like, being able to be critical of it, you understand why things are happening, and you're like, and you start to be critical, and you think of like how you could make it better. Yes, that's when you know you have something mm-hmm. that interests mm-hmm. you and holds your attention, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like I could do this, but and and I want to do it, and it's fun, and holds my attention. But I also am critical of myself and critical of people around me. So you like you know, positive criticism or negative criticism, either way. But you start to see that like you can you can decide how you might want to change it to make it better sure right sure. i think that's when you've kind of fall into something that you're either good at or just something that holds your interest you know when you yeah, start to yeah. see like oh i could do better than that or i could if if this person did this it would make this better mm-hmm. right and i think that level of like i for a craft for the thing that you like to do is right. when you start, like you said, you start to see you like, oh, that's, that's the thing I want to do. Right. Cause I can, I feel like there's a, there's a level of, uh, you know, sensitivity to how it can be better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, like I said, I would watch all these shows and movies and at the end you see all the names going down the credits mm-hmm. and you're like, why, why couldn't I be one of those people? They're uh-huh. just people. Right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like if I learn, I'm, I, I can learn things. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the more in the, video production business we go you notice like a lot of people they yeah. they they either don't know more than i do or they just kind of fell into the job right mm-hmm. they're yeah. just a bunch of guys oh, totally. and gals getting together and, and making stuff yeah. and some of them a lot of them are really bad at making stuff right? yes so especially if you can see that yeah then maybe you should try to go in and be like oh yeah yeah if, right. if you can recognize you know quality from garbage right then right. you're already a step ahead of some of these people yeah so yeah. then then you went to uh, Broadcasting Institute of Maryland, the mm-hmm. same place our dad went, um, and there. did that. Shout and, out Scotty O. Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then our brother, too, which he didn't follow up. Yeah. But Darren went enough. to BIM as well. Yeah. Um, was that a, a positive experience? No, it was cool. I, I liked I liked BIM. Um, 
they didn't have all the resources of a, a big school. Right. But locally, they have a great uh, alumni network. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got in with the Orioles. One of the former instructors, uh, Dave Smalley, he uh, was a camera operator over there. And uh, I got to shadow him one night. And the director, Stash, shout out Stash, <laughs> he offered me a job that night. Oh, dang. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It was part-time, but I was still, I felt like it was a really good foot in the door. And yeah. I, I, I was happy to accept yeah, right on. Yeah. So that was at that point. Then you were. Um, what what year was that? That was twenty. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, something like that. Twenty, probably eleven or twenty eleven, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Because I think I think I was there maybe a year or two before. Okay. Albert. Because you were definitely already there when I got there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Score. <laughs> Eat it, Albert. <laughs> what? Go get my beer, freshman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was really mean to start out with. <laughs> no, we had this great. Well, we yeah, we did. Um, we had a PA announcer. Oh, it was Dave McGowan. Were you there for him? I was there for Dave. Dave was the man. He's the man. He's the man. Um, PA announcer all through the 90s. So yeah. a lot of tough years, some good years, but a lot of tough years. But he's got a great voice. Mm. And uh, he's just super cool old Vietnam vet. So he's got some stories. But he would he would hold down. There's this in the press lounge. There's this corner, this big corner round table. He would hold it down. <laughs> and if you weren't in productions, he would just stare at you or say something <laughs> like, can I help you? He's <laughs> like mafia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was he's like just old, grizzled Vietnam yeah. man. Go you, heard, you heard his like perf- somewhere else. Yeah, he heard his perfect PA voice like, can I help you? <laughs> he, he was awesome. <laughs> Dang, all right. Yeah. All right, Dave. But he's also one of the, like, he, uh, he's probably welcoming to you too. He was oh, like, absolutely. I remember the first time he came in. But yeah, if you were in his crew, if you were in the mob with him, Come on out. You sit. Hey, sit here. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Nah, he was awesome. definitely one of the most welcoming people. Not that anybody wasn't, but he was just, you know, Dave. He's just, you, yeah, man. you need someone to pull you into the group. Yeah. And sometimes I feel bad because I don't think I do that to new people because I've been there for a while. I just, right. I'm not nasty or mean. I just don't take a lot of time out. Yeah, the to initiative like, to like, yeah, right. Like, hey, hey, how are you? I mean, I try to like show yeah. around if I can, but. Right. Yeah. They're no. Every now. everybody there. I I when I first joined the Orioles, I, I felt very welcome. Um. I mean, I've never had a problem with like getting along with new groups or anything. It's partly my dad moved us around a lot. <laughs> I was a new kid in school a lot, and you know, being Asian, you don't always look like most of the kids. And right. You got to learn how to make friends quick. So that, that's a something that's in my uh, toolkit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like the man. The Orioles is where I, where I fell in love with productions. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know what I was getting into when I when I joined up. I knew I was going to go watch baseball every night, but, I, <laughs> you know, I was fresh out of school. I didn't know anything. Right. So, yeah, having a good crew and, you know, having having a good time while you're working. Man, there's so much to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps that we're all in our 20s. Yes. Right, yeah. I turned 30 on that job. Oh, nice. And then he left. He's like, you're too old. I remember that because Woody, our PA guy, or our DJ, 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 yeah, yeah, he he looked at me. You're 30? You're like you're 15. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Woody. Yeah. Woody's the Oh, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Albert. (laughs) Just got in here. I'm sorry, all right. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. You always done a good one. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. So that so um you had mentioned earlier that like that was one of the best crews of people yeah. that you've been on. Like welcoming, everyone was fun. There was not a ton of drama, you None. know. And, yeah. But uh, after leaving that, mm-hmm. then you so you were at OS for you said three years. Yeah. And then you moved to LA. So what what made you go? Well, you know, as much as I loved working at the Orioles, it was only six months a year at the most. You know, mm-hmm. so yep. that's not really enough. I didn't have enough other work right. to, to float me the rest of the time. So I had to kind of think about where the work is. And actually, while I was working on the Orioles, um, a buddy of mine who moved to L.A. from Baltimore, he came back to shoot a movie. And I took I think I took a week off of work from the O's to go do that. Oh, okay. Just see the other side of it. You know, sports right. and uh, movies and television is just completely different. Right. So um, I wanted to see what that was like. You know, they paid me dog shit. It didn't matter. It was right. the experience. And, right, you know, yeah. Um, and that was super cool. Got along with everybody there. And they all told me, like, hey, you got pretty good work ethic. If uh, you want, come to L.A. and we'll, we'll try to help find you work. Nice. And uh, I don't know if they expected me to, but I took them up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's how a lot of those stories work. Yeah, right. Exactly. Someone gives you, like, a little offer. You're like, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Like, yeah. huh? Like, I'll be there this week. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, all right. We'll I don't know if you know how things work in L.A. We say one thing, but we don't mean it at all. <laughs> 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 no, it's, I, met, I was fortunate to meet a lot of good people who helped push me in the direction that I wanted to go. Right. And I had a lot of good times there. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So... There's a uh, a lot of once you got there, there's a lot of great stories and horror stories. There's uh, definitely some of each, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tease it. So either you got to jump to the end of the podcast, or just might as well listen to the rest. <laughs> Albert almost died by a killer bee attack. Bee, bee attack in the in the show. Uh, working on the show, naked and afraid. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. So that would be his disaster story <laughs> at the end, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've been all over the place. So you get to L.A. and then you start working. I think you start working on Naked and Afraid, right? Well, when I first moved to L.A., like I didn't, I knew, you know, the, the guys I knew from the movie in Baltimore. Um, but they, you know, they couldn't put me in the position that I wanted to be in right away. You know, they could get me an entry level, which is right. PA production assistant, and you're the gopher. Golf, coffees, batteries, oh, yeah. trash. You like, you don't see any of the art, the right. stuff you're interested yeah, in. Exactly. You're like, hey, you stay back there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do the work here. Why are you standing around? You should be at least cleaning up trash <laughs> yeah. or something. Can we help yeah, you? Right. You're yeah. like, I work on the f- Okay, yeah. bounce. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you pay your dues and you meet people. And if you can do that shitty work with a good attitude and a smile then they're going to consider you for higher positions. Right. That's At least that's how it worked for me. Um, and everybody knew that I came from a camera department background, and that was my goal. So my, my direct superiors, they would you know mention my name to any of those departments anytime they could, and I got in. That's They got me into Naked and Afraid. Yeah. And that was my first, like, big, well, quote-unquote big camera right. position. Right, like this guy's willing to travel 
all over the world. Yeah, yeah right. The <laughs> shittiest places. We stick him in a jungle. No bug this, spray. This guy, he's excited <laughs> to no, work. So <laughs> no, I was green, hungry for it. So I yeah, took, man. you know, whatever, whatever came at me. And, you know, when I moved to L.A., I did tell myself, if all the work that comes your way is Kardashians or housewives, just go work in porn because that's better for society. Right. <laughs> At least people are learning things yeah. and making babies from porn. At least you have standards, yeah, right? I'm not a part of the dumbing down of an entire generation. Yeah, At least right. one of them's keeping marriages together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> As opposed to breaking them apart, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's what I kind of went out there with the mindset of. And when Naked and Afraid came my way, it's like, it is reality, but... It's survival. How? I don't know how? It's it's got to be for the right. most part real, and it was for the most part. Yeah, there were a couple little things here and there. But I won't right, get right. into that too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to hear the juicy bits. Uh, uh, <laughs> we want names. You may have signed something at some point that maybe says I can't say. That. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Honestly, I don't want to ever work for them again. So fire away. <laughs> fire away. No. I hate them That's all. Awesome. <laughs> so where? Where, uh, how many like episode seasons did you do? With I did, um, one season with Naked and Afraid, but that was, I think I did six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I went out. So when they sent, at least at the time when they were sending us out, they were sending us out for two months at a time. Okay. We'd go to one country and shoot two episodes, which it takes 30 days to shoot an episode. So we'd be in one part of the country for a month and then another part of the country for the other month. Um, 30 days to shoot one episode? To shoot one episode. Because it's a, it's a 30-day survival challenge. If you can get naked, go out in the in the jungle and survive for 30 days, you get, you know, I don't even think there was a monetary prize. Right. I think it was bragging rights. Really. So you were shooting the whole thing in that amount of time. But that's, oh, right, that is an episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm days. thinking, right, because the yeah. episodes, every episode is a different pair of people. Yeah. Right, okay. So All they right. sent us out you know, on those two months trips. And I did that three times. Um, and that took like, you know, there's a little off time in between and that took about eight months to do those three episodes or six episodes, three Damn. trips. Right. And, uh, it was just, it burnt, it burnt me out, man. Yeah. It's you're, you aren't home for eight months. Right. Every yeah. man and woman on that crew at, at least at that time had been divorced at least once. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't get to spend time with your family, man. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But that, you know, that's, a lifestyle, it's for some people and it's not for others. Right. It wasn't for me. I got some great experiences out of it. I got couches to stay on in six different countries. Because <laughs> you always meet cool people. So, yeah, how'd that work? So, I know from what I've heard through the grapevine, like, Survivor Man, like, he's by himself. You know, Man versus Wild, they had, like, the camera crew. And the mm-hmm. camera crew would, like, go back to hotels and stuff. Yeah. So, with Naked and Afraid, how does that work from the, for the camera crew's perspective? Okay. Well, for us, I got lucky. And uh, you, you kind of scout out a location for, for you to shoot in. You, know, you don't know what, what exact spot the, 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 um, the, I guess I don't want to call them contestants, but participants, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Challenged. Get out there. Yeah. You don't know what exact spot they're going to pick, but you have a general idea because there's only so many somewhat clear areas in the jungle. Right. Yeah. So you, you go out and scout. And if there is a hotel within an hour's distance of that scout, they'll put you in that hotel. Okay. If not, they will build you a tent city. Oh, okay. With, you know, minimal plumbing. And right. All yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I got lucky. I never had to do a tent city. Okay. I've heard some horror stories. So you would like, you would go out, uh, 
in the morning or whatever and yeah. shoot and then they would like have cameras to shoot yes. throughout the night we shoot like from basically sun up to sundown we try to get out there at the crack of dawn okay um and then you know when the sun, sun starts going down you can't really shoot with our main cameras anymore so that was part of my job uh is setting up the infrared cameras okay so we have surveillance cameras that right. kind of monitor the campground and they also have their little mini cams their yeah. night vision mini cams and that's they do a lot of their their diary talks right, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when you get the man. This guy was being lazy as hell today. Like, yeah, do right. all work. That's, that's when you get that's yeah, when you get right. those little bits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So I have a question about naked and afraid. Yes, the girls are fine, but the guys were they all uh, well endowed? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, but you know you. So when I first signed up for Naked and Afraid, I was like, oh, my God. Am I going to be, like, shooting with, like, one eye? Like, not, not really. Trying not to. dong smack me in the not, face. Yeah, trying not to look at these it, these dongs. But, like, surprisingly, you it, you just block it out pretty mm. quick, you know? You're like, this is what my life is right now, so this is what I do. Right, yeah. I just try to frame that dong out. But they're average, average dudes? Yeah, I, I mean... Like again, I wasn't really examining them oh, too closely. Please, come on, <laughs> come on! You know, you took a cheeky look. No, nah, nah, I was never impressed with nah, that. Okay, all right, all right, fair no, enough. No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't go on that show if you know. Yeah, unless there's was maybe one well, guy well equipped. There's yeah. maybe one guy that made me feel like, ah, oh, yeah, you should be on the show and not me. <laughs> I had, I had, dude, I did have one guy though. He like it had to be intentional he chose to stand in the captain morgan stance everywhere he went <laughs> he probably had a bet with his buddies yeah possibly right. i'm gonna do it 10 times like it just the balls are gonna hang down oh, it was way more than 10 times <laughs> so like hey captain that's yeah. enough <laughs> we'll see what you got all right fair enough it's gonna be blurred there's no reason yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. but that's also a thing like blurring costs money so they, uh, they, they per they, inch, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's like, dude, size matters. We're gonna we're gonna give you a two inch blur if you don't cut it out. We'll give you a, a nine inch blur. <laughs> yeah, if you're right. nice to me. I'll blur it down to your knees. Yeah. There's nothing there. Just yeah. So that's all. You know, that's all editing costs, and they yeah, they right. try to have you frame that out as much as you can. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, the only reason, like, the only reason that show exists is because it has the name Naked in it. You know, like. It's put, and obviously there's that like sexual chemistry. You put a guy and a girl together; they're both naked. But is there sexual chemistry? I mean, there's there's the there's the the potential the potential for of it. sexual ah, chemistry yeah. because they're both naked, yeah, right. And that's what people are watching for because again, it's just a regular survival show, but they're naked, right? So then there's the drama of like you know bugs and whatever else. Yeah. That's that's what's in your mind, yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. Well, none of my episodes had any romantic. Hookups or anything. I feel like that probably goes away after the first couple days. I would think that your survival instinct takes over. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're like hungry. Yeah, right. You're hurting. Like, it's. We have sex right now. We're losing daylight where we can't find food. Right, exactly. We're wearing ourselves out. There's going to be bugs (laughs) biting my ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My ace. My ace. Unless you're into it. (laughs) Honestly, the the bugs is what. The bugs was the worst part of it. By far. Yeah. By far. 
Jungle Bugs. Jungle Bugs. They love Korean food. Me being Korean, they wanted to eat me all day long. And it was like DEET 99 was like just seasoning for them. It melted the rubber on my watch. Oh, my gosh. But they were still biting me through my clothes. Normally, though, do you like it eaten up? I do. Well, oh, man, yeah. there's that. And I'm a scratcher, so I'm all scarred up. Oh, oh, I'm a scratcher. Yeah, we we uh, we have particularly unsweet blood. Good blood for you guys. For, for bugs Good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they don't. Something about, you know, our our blood, the O'Hara bloodline. Give me some. Not, a ton, of, not a ton of bugs, but. <laughs> yeah, so, so what did you do? You just like. Wear long sleeves. Can we're, you like wear long sleeves? Just yell at bugs. At one no. point, there is a picture of me circulating somewhere wearing a full net suit over my clothes. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it's like it's coming got, off it's the plane. Got the full like hat with the brim. Yeah, right. It looks like a lampshade, like, like a beekeeper yeah. suit. Oh yeah, and the caption is definitely "I love lamp." <laughs> nice. I love lamp. Yeah. I was just one day. I was just sick of it. Like you can't shoot a camera. When the bugs are flying in your eyes Ugh. and ears, like how do you stay stable for that to get the shot? You know, mm-hmm. so like at lunch, I was pulling out everything in the kit, like trying to find something to protect myself, and I ended up with this entire net suit. Even my hands had <laughs> net mittens. <laughs> you were like, "This is great mittens," <laughs> but then I couldn't really see through the net to shoot, so I had yeah. to take off it off. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the things you do to try and yeah. protect yourself out there. And you were wearing a net suit, and they're they're naked. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. Geez. Like they're watching me come back with a net suit on that didn't have on before, <laughs> and they're still you naked. Son of a you. bitch! How dare you? <laughs> so yeah, I um, I saw like one episode before I knew you were on it, and then the other episode I watched was with you on it because they did. Oh nice! Everyone at home can see like a YouTube it like mm-hmm. naked and afraid camera crew gets attacked by jungle bees or whatever it was. And it's while you will see Albert like like vomiting like like oh no uh, freaking out a little bit and the whole crew's <laughs> running and stuff. You have a lot of that. Um, and again, we will uh, tell that story at the end of the Thank podcast. Yes. So hang on. Was that was that on like a YouTube thing or something that you were able to see that? Yeah. Or was it like a- it's on YouTube? It probably was originally on whatever the channel Discovery or whatever. Nice. Uh, but it it became. Uh, it's like a yeah, just YouTube it like everything else. Yeah, I had to make sure to call my mom and say I'm fine. Don't worry, because right, you're yeah. gonna see something that makes me look like I'm about I'm to die. die. Right, <laughs> but don't worry, I'm fine. But so other than that, what are your some of your like uh, most dramatic experiences? Let's see here. I mean, I there are other instances where you know we were in. I don't know if it was really life-threatening but it was definitely not safe mm. um and the, there were two instances in particular on naked and afraid that stand out uh one was i was in thailand and it rained like every day in thailand Ugh. it like literally we couldn't shoot for most of the day we, it was limited on the content we could get so we had to try and squeeze every day and it rained that day and we were waiting 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 and then lunchtime came so I'm eating under the tent, and then it stops raining. And it's like, okay, it's not raining anymore. I can get out from under this tent and, you know, do whatever I want. So I decided to just set up a lawn chair kind of right outside the tent and eat my lunch there, not with all these stinky dudes I've been standing next to for, you know, five hours waiting for the rain to stop. And 
they always tell you in Thailand, don't stand under coconut trees or don't sit under them. Just, you know, stay away from them. A lot of people die that way. That it's very common. It's not, I don't know how, how common, but it's common enough that they warn every single it's tourist. More, it's, it's, it's like more than yeah. lightning. Yeah, We're all right. afraid, yeah. like, go inside. Definitely, definitely more than lightning. No one says, don't stare up at the palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> we don't but, have any palm trees. Yeah, so, you know, they tell you that. And where I was sitting, I didn't think it was under a coconut tree. And... uh a coconut comes and hits the arm of my lawn chair like directly enough so that there's coconut like green coconut shavings on the chair of the arm and i'm like oh god i'm an idiot and i look directly up there is no palm tree i'm like what so i start looking around and i look to my right like up and up and to the right and there's a monkey with he's separating the branches with his arms, like staring at me through the leaves. This little bastard liked the way my lunch smelled and chucked a coconut at me. Holy crap! And it hit my chair. Oh, if he was just a tiny bit more accurate, he could have nailed me in the head. I don't know. That that tree was forty feet tall, man. Oh yeah, yeah. People died. Yeah, That's crazy. I I once I saw that guy. All I saw was red. I jumped out of my chair, started hucking rocks at it, like. Fuck you, monkey! Try to kill me. The Thai crew thought that was the funniest thing they had ever seen. All of them were on the ground laughing. Oh, Albert! Albert said, "Fuck you, monkey!" Like he, they were going nuts because you went like you went all the way back to the beginning. You went pure like you start scratching yourself, running yeah. over, climbing stuff. Yeah, right. You went back I, to yeah, that, right? I went primal. Banging on like, your chest. Yes, yes. Like I was never gonna be able to hit that thing with a rock, but I didn't stop trying. <laughs> Try to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> did it run away or did it? It, it like set it, you know, snuck back into the yeah, trees. I don't know yeah, if he yeah, was yeah. actually afraid and ran. Watch out, bro. Yeah. Try it again. Yeah. I'm ready this time. So that was one time, <laughs> and then in Africa, um, we were doing this like boat safari. Like there's this river mm-hmm. near the the camp we were staying in, and uh, this was just like all out of shooting, just for fun. Uh, it was part of the shooting. It wasn't. There was no. Um, none of the people were there. Okay. It was just B roll to kind gotcha. of show where we were. Right. What's what's there? The, the kind of dangerous stuff that might be there. And uh, you know, in this river, there was like a family of hippos. And I'm on the upper deck of this boat, so I can get you know better shots. And I didn't notice the bull of the family kind of peel off to the side, but our boat driver did. And he decided to get away from the bull. He needed to just get gas it, mm-hmm. just go. But I'm on the upper deck standing there, like kind of close to the edge oh, of the boat oh, to shoot geez. down. <laughs> I feel the boat start moving. I just drop to my knees. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. care if this camera breaks, if my knees right. break. I'm just not going in that water. Yeah, right. Jeez. But I just yelled down. I was like, little warning next time, brother. Like, <laughs> So yeah, oh, that boat, man. that bull wanted to flip our boat over. That's oh, yeah. that's what the driver said. He said that boat had every intention of flipping us over. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's like the number one killer. Yeah, yeah. hippos. Yeah, yeah. And coconuts that, and hippos. Yeah, man. that same that same <laughs> that same episode. I was um. So when the when the contestants leave the show, like their their thing is to they have to build whatever like a raft or something to exit where they are. So they're on a river, so they build a little boat. And I'm waiting in between the reeds for them to pass by to get that that shot of them passing by on the river. And on the other side of the reeds, I just hear all this splashing. 
I'm like, oh, well, uh, I can't see that. What is that? And I just like kind of froze, grabbed my walkie mic, and I'm like, is that? please tell me one of you guys is splashing over there. Please <laughs> tell me that. And nobody responded at all. Like they didn't say, no, it's not us. Yes, it is. They didn't, they didn't, I got nothing. So I'm just sitting there like, I might as well pissed in my pants. I'm sitting in a river oh, anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I just kind of like slowly crept back to the riverbank and try to see what was over there and it was just a big iguana oh right <laughs> thank god but yeah, he was right. splashing his ass off scaring me <laughs> to death you're like in the river yeah, yeah. Right, you're ready to go at that point i did not care about getting that shot yeah right like, right i'm not getting eaten by a hippo to get this stupid shot you can eat my butt <laughs> show the dangers yeah, yeah right oh, show the dangers oh my god i won't name names but there was a time when uh we were shooting an episode, and there wasn't much happening. They found food pretty quick, and there was no predators or anything. You know, they found shelter quick. And so the producers were saying, hey, this isn't like, there's not enough going on here. Like, we need some peril. So <laughs> we need some drama. Peril. They use the word peril? They use the word peril. Or that's Jeez. how it was relate to us. He's like, how about I push you into the fucking river? Right? <laughs> there's your peril. No, 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 no. We had a producer who thought it would be a good idea to pay a local just to go into the woods and find a snake. And her words were preferably poisonous. Oh, jeez. And we're like, what, what do you want to happen with this snake? We could release it in their camp and, you know, see. I'm like, all right, this is where I, I'm not on board, you know? You're, yeah, right. You're, right. You're, 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 like, intentionally trying to endanger people. That's not cool. If they come upon danger, that's what they signed up for. Right, exactly. You, right. you, you all. You all know you're going to Africa on this crazy river yeah. cruise. Yeah. You should not be introducing it intentionally. Exactly. That's yeah. not cool. Because she didn't mention animal, a snake wrangler. Yeah. Um, she's thinking giving him this this local, whoever we end up finding, she wants to give him like 150 bucks to go find a poisonous snake. Right. That's, his life is only worth $150? Right. That, that was nuts to me, man. Yeah, that's one of those things that it's... That's the dirty side of Hollywood. Yeah, and yeah, and right. it's it's one person deciding one person deciding yeah, something. Yeah, and they think they're the boss, so they can just yeah. No, like to, you're not. I'm the camera guy. I don't find a guy to go find a snake. Yeah, you're like okay. If you want to shoot it, you go shoot it. Yeah, and I'm not endangering someone else's life to get you some ratings. Right. Yeah, that's. <sighs> yeah, like we, they're just people making a show yeah, yeah right yeah. someone out there doing something they think they can make the decisions yeah we're not curing cancer the stakes aren't that high yeah, like, it's like no on, we're not yeah right. it's not push her in the water then we'll get some footage <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah i mean it's one episode right with a couple like over a month or whatever 20 days like you can't get enough drama within that amount of time to yeah make it interesting. Or, or, like, i think it might have been 21 days or right. something like that I, yeah I, it's been so long it's even more yeah and i can't remember i can't i can't yeah. bring myself to watch the show yeah it's like like you know after that amount of time it's like why not just let it be like a successful outing you know like of course they want <laughs> drama right they want sure. people to come back they need they need to cut for however many commercials they want right sure. so they can like if the commercial goes something happens and what cut you know gets you to come back yeah right? we need those little cliffhangers yeah right yeah there's gotta be that's yeah. the thing though if if you don't set it up that way as that's your style of show you don't have to do that right yeah. exactly yeah. and maybe it it, yeah, it gets good ratings, but other things get good ratings too. Yeah, right. Like I think talking to Albert about what we wanted to do for the travel show, one of my references was the Great British Bake Off. I yeah, don't know right. if you've ever seen it, but I haven't seen it, it, but I know what you yeah. mean. It's 
it's straight mainlined positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People exactly. working together. Yeah. And if you can pick a situation there, there's is making food and stuff. The drama's there. But people are supporting each other, and there's comedy and like a right. good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think showing a good time is just as entertaining as showing drama. Right. So if you can aim for showing a good time, and the people right. are willing to have a actual good time, yeah, that's what people want. That's the same thing as food porn, like a good time. Yeah. Porn. Right. Exactly. Or maybe that's just porn. But <laughs> maybe that's just porn. That's <laughs> a real good time. Yeah, that's why people watch it. Yeah. This is a good time. But <laughs> There's no drama people, there. People, <laughs> people being enthusiastic about what they're doing. Yeah. It's infectious. That's the right. kind of porn I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Show yeah. that enthusiastic. You don't have to if <laughs> no. you if you paint yourself into a corner of we need drama every episode. Yeah. Then you're gonna then have, you to have to manufacture right. drama. Yeah. And, and I think. Yeah. I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think Hollywood maybe got used to that. Right. right. From yeah. all the reality shows kind of feeding on that and right. the ratings coming from that. But I've worked, again, I've worked on a lot of shows with, you know, a lot of these crew guys work on all these shows. You know, you jump from show to show and you're still working with the same people. Right. And I've talked to enough of these people where we all want to be doing something more positive. Right. We don't like putting out this content that shows the the ugly side of humanity. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately that's just that's what sells. But right. there can be a shift. There absolutely can be. Right. And enough and as as many of these crew folks I meet that want that, I feel like it should happen. Like we'll yeah. all be much more satisfied. Like it won't be soul sucking. Right. To right. work on a show where you hate the content is absolutely soul sucking. Yeah. Yeah. One of the my my only experience with this is through the the lens of Jimmy DeResta, who's a maker on YouTube, and he just recently put out a show on Netflix called Making Fun, where the premise was that they would take ideas from kids who like make a dinosaur that like breathes fire and also shoots tacos. I saw right? the trailer for that. Yeah, so so that and awesome. so it was Jimmy, and then like four of his buddies who are all makers basically went to his house up in Northern, uh, in Northern New York and just filmed the show over, you know, a couple months in the summer, mm-hmm. making a bunch of stuff. And he said the crew there was, it was a similar crew. Like, I, I guess a, a bunch of those guys also walked, worked on like duck dynasty. Okay. So it was like a similar crew and they just said like they had such a good time. It was like all this positivity and everyone was all about it. Like this is such a good show. Like it's wholesome. You know, it's like fun. All the, the people who are working together, all the, like the, the talent, right. They're all like having fun. They're having a good time. There's no drama. And they were like, this is so nice. It's so much different than what we're used to within this business. You know, like having something that's so much fun. Right. And they, and they were like telling stories about all sorts of different shows they've been on that were all crazy. They were like, this can be this way. This can be positive. And then, you know, the show came out and it did really well. It mm-hmm. was like hit the top 10 charts on Netflix awesome. for a while, awesome. you know, like, so, so it's there. Like you said, I think that like people are willing to watch something like that, that yeah. like there was, and there was drama, like they built, there was things that they built into the show to like give a little bit of more drama mm-hmm. to the show, but, but it wasn't anything like so crazy. Like they weren't, they weren't building, you know, relationship drama. It was like. The, the main character, Jimmy DeRest, they made him like grumpier than he would normally be, you right. know? So it was like, kind of like he had to, he had to work. He had to take the, these ideas from these kids mm-hmm. and be kind of grumpy about it. So they like push the grumpiness, you know, but other than that, 
it was really just like a bunch of dudes just hanging out, making stuff in a big, awesome shop yeah. with all the best tools you could yeah, want, yeah. you know, and yeah. make whatever you want and do all these fun, crazy ideas for kids. Yeah, that show looked really fun. I, I've been yeah. meaning to check that one out. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun, and, like, it's, it's so positive because mm-hmm. it is. They're, like, you know, taking this maker community, which are all these – older middle-aged older dudes who just love making things and then giving them this perspective is like when you're a kid and you want something that's really fun yeah and you want someone to make it for you so then you you angle toward a bunch of dudes who can make yeah pretty much anything yeah skilled craftsmen who can like make a child's imagination come to life yeah right that's awesome right and that's such a positive show you know and it did really well and that's the whole point it was like let's see what happens yeah so no there's there's a lot of room for it and all every all the people I know that want to work on things like that really tells me that one day it, 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 I really hope that shift happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause we've seen enough of the, the ugly underbelly side of humanity. Right. We all exactly. know what that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who know, who knows if it'll ever go away completely, but at least there might be a, there might be a shift yeah, exactly. to an equal balance mm-hmm. of like, yeah, we don't have to constantly watch that. Yeah. Right. yeah. In our free time. Yeah. Like, I love, you know, I love watching, like, gangster movies and shows. Like, that's like, you know, gangsters in real life are, like, the shittiest people, right? Because they're, like, <laughs> right. killing and they're all about money and drugs and, like, they don't care what it, you know. Yeah. But, like, but that's fun. That's drama. That's, it's, like, Peaky hey, Blinders. Like, I love, you oh. know, and all, like, like that's, like, you yes. know, some of the greatest shows. But those are shitty-ass people if you met them in real life, yeah. you know. You know, they Not romanticize cool. them. They, right. Know, they, they make them different than they yeah. probably actually were in real life. They killed your family for yeah. a reason. They don't yeah, show right. so much of the sociopath side of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that maybe maybe that too, right? That's so far on one end of the spectrum with like the like absolute worst part of humanity that like when they Hollywoodize that, it's fun to watch, right? Because yeah. that's like not reality. It, there's a separation. Yeah. You're not you're not like, seeing it in real life. Right. Yeah. Like but the real housewives of New Jersey, right? That's like real there's people shitty like that. people yeah. that you like can you know, you, you know can relate like to that. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, ugh. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you're saying we'll give them a show. Yeah, right. They deserve attention. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, not to take anything away from anyone. Everybody's bag is their bag, you know? Yeah, right. And right. if you're succeeding and you're doing, as long as you're not out of here hurting people. Right. Right. It's just, I, I just don't feel like that programming is does any good for society. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think, you know, there's, there's obviously a market for it. People love seeing that because mm-hmm. it's easy to watch and it doesn't like take any mind power at all. Yeah, you're not, but you're not like learning anything. You're not, you know. But well, maybe that's what pe- people want. That release, they want something that's just like yeah. mindless that yeah. they can get away from their normal. Now, lives if there's just... anybody out there that's watching this and saying, "I don't want to be that way," right. then great. But right. Yeah. I, exactly. I think that's the extreme minority that's right. coming back, yeah. coming away with that. Not actually learning something yeah. from it. Yeah. Right. Like, Those were terrible yeah. people. I don't want to be like that, but I'll watch next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I kind of, you know, thought early on in, in this whole thing, like social media, YouTube that we do, it's like, well, if I can affect, like, if I can affect the people around me, right. My family, my friends, just by being a good person, doing good things, trying to help out when I can, like that's enough. And, and if we do YouTube and we do like Instagram and we do a podcast and we can affect a bigger network and people can see that like good people can do things and that's great too. But like, I, you know, I didn't need that, that like audience, but 
having it is great. You know, mm-hmm. if you can affect more people, then... Oh, oh wait, uh, wait, hang on. <laughs> Gotta give away a free sticker pack to somebody. <laughs> sticker pack. Check. Write it down. <laughs> free sticker pack. Hit if the, you hit. comment on, what, Instagram something, we'll give away. Oh, yeah, what did I... Yeah, I gave somebody... I gave... Uh, who's I... I'll, I'll, I'll say it before the end of the episode. Okay. That was something for different, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just like, you know... Being able to affect a certain amount of people now, like you said, if someone's watching like those type of shows and they're like, I don't want to be that way, and they try to do something different, okay, great, great, right. but, but that's not the goal of the show. No, right? it's, not. it's not. It's you know, not. And the goal of our show, you know, like what we do is not the goal of the art of craftsmanship is to show some people what we do and have fun doing it and use tools that people may have and like and hopefully try to influence some people and just say like to show that. A normal person can do these things. You can have fun doing them. You can build all sorts of fun stuff and inspire, yeah. right? And if it does that, great. And if not, that's fine too, right? And it's like, sure. but at least the angle is that, you yeah. know, like affect the people who watch you. And yeah, like the goal, like my, again, my goal is like, I can affect the people around me. We never get into politics because that's not like what we do, but you know, but we, what we've said is like, you're never going to change anyone's mind, really. No, no. You know, not not in like a meme or a fucking like one liner on YouTube, on, on Instagram or on Facebook. You're not going to change anyone's mind. Right. You're going to change the mind of the people around you who respect you and will listen to your opinion and will have a real conversation with you. Right. And maybe you'll change their mind. And if you don't, that's fine too. But those are the people that you can affect. Yeah. So if you can just kind of just a little bit reach out to the other people and you leave a little bit of legacy of like there's a good person who can do some good things and sh- and show some stuff then that's all you got. Yeah. You know. That's I mean that's that's enough for me. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> my my goal in life is just not to hurt anyone. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> leave a, leave a yeah. positive mark wherever I go and, Right. Uh, that's what Devin was saying to me earlier. He's like it's like, you know, with Albert it's like he gets angry at injustices. He's like, he's seen you get ang- he's seen you get angry a oh, couple times, pissed. but it's always when you're like, <laughs> when there's like something real to be angry about, like an injustice or something's happening that's wrong. You know, uh, other yeah. than that, it's like somebody stepping on my shoe is not going to make me exactly right. It's right. not the bump at the bar; it's the person cutting in line and being a jerk. Where you're like, okay, no, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're an asshole. We got to call this guy out. Yeah, right. Because he's exactly. an asshole. Yeah. Come on, society. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, we need to all step up and make a change. Yeah, I told yeah. Dustin, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why I, I connected to Albert. Because it was like his bullshit meters right on. Yeah. <laughs> we both get angry at the same stuff. Like, no, you're an asshole. We're going to tell you you're an yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Back of line, get, Yeah, that's what I get worked up about. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely get fiery about things. And a lot of times it is just not. It's not directly related to me. Right. It's just something I see that affects me in a certain way. Yeah. Like when I was in Dubai, like I did a, a reality show in Dubai. It was for a, a makeup company. These billionaire girls who do makeup. They make makeup. Oh, right. And they were so sweet. They were yeah. really nice people. The crew was great. But Dubai in general has this weird it's almost it's like a caste system. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. right. And that's just the way that their culture has been forever. But it's hard for someone coming from America where we it would be stress equality and right. treating everybody fairly. And that, that feels right to me when I see a delivery driver who delivers some food and is getting berated in front of everybody because something was left out. Right. He didn't put that together. Like he just picked it up at the restaurant. Like because right. he is of another race, he's not from Dubai. You think you can talk to him as though he's like dirt on your shoe, you right. know? 
Yeah. And I, I really didn't like seeing things like that. Yeah. But yeah. it's again, as as a foreigner, how do I tell them you're being wrong in your country? You know? Right. I just yeah. have to hold my hold my tongue and Yeah. Right, right. You know? You're 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 there. It's a, yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. I don't know what I was listening to. Some other podcast and guy who was saying he was like in some um uh, Pacific Island like nation and he was there and they were like oh, we eat dogs and they're like well that's what you eat and okay that's fine and, and obviously we eat cows and chicken and whatever else so I can't really judge you and he's like well a lot of things if they're in stress like a deer the uh, certain pheromones and stuff release and it kind of makes the the meat bad yeah. right yeah. so we try to kill them quick be done with it and, and do it humanely right you know um, he said, well, with dogs, you got to beat the shit out of them for like a week. Oh, jeez. And he's sitting there listening to stuff. And he's like, jeez. But then they're going, and it's like his cab driver telling him that. And he's like, well, I guess that's just how you do it. And I mean, that's how you guys do it. And the cab driver's like, no, it's fucking horrible. What do you mean? <laughs> Those guys are animals. <laughs> you know, in whatever language. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay, right. now you're right. And they all felt okay to be like, yeah, that is fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, there's a certain level of humanity. There's, there's, a, yeah, has, there's a yeah, level right. of, this is your tradition, this is your country, but yeah, there is right. a level of, no, that's not right. right. Like, olden times and now you can't necessarily act the same wow yeah you, know, you got the internet some traditions are great to hold on to yeah and, and other things you kind of need to let go because you don't need to do that anymore right exactly yeah yeah and like you said i mean you know when it's one person berating another person like another human being like you want to like step in and yeah, like there's help. natural human nature yes. right like and yeah and you know you don't like you said you didn't want to kind of cross the boundary of like telling another society how they shouldn't yeah be yeah. but you know there's also human nature yeah. and like you know you can't help but feel a certain way for people sure and, and think like it doesn't matter if you've been taught your whole life that you can be that way to that people it doesn't make it right it doesn't right? you doesn't. know they're still people they're still human beings you know like but when it's an entire society is that way right it's like they don't know another way right so how do exactly. i tell you you're wrong when you can't even view it that yeah. way you know right. so it's like oh, this is sad but yeah you know, yeah, it's like uh, what's um, the show Outlander? Oh, yeah. Outlander. oh yeah, I love Outlander, it's great, got good sex scenes, gets my wife and I just <laughs> ready to go, oh, hey, hey. but it's also fun, you know, drama. But they have this whole part where they go to America, right? And there's this whole they're in the south, and there's the whole like slavery, and um, the woman, and you know, who's from the you know from the future, she doesn't think it's like she wants to try to not have slaves, but like, well, you can't just not have slaves in the south it's part of the culture you know it's like it's part of how we do things so it's like well what do you do well if, if you don't do it then you're like you're, you're possibly harming or endangering this whole group of people who are right. relying on a certain thing you know so right. it's like what do you do i don't know but yeah yeah so you know in that situation right of course that's like Albert was saying, that's the whole mindset of a certain group of people that like, right. how do you tell the, them wrong? Yeah, and that's everything they know. And that's, yeah. But. Yeah. No, there's a, uh, I forget the story exactly, but it's where someone finds a group of people and they have tradition and it's totally messed up. Right. Yeah. You have to tell them that just because it's quote unquote tradition, it doesn't mean you continue to do it. Everyone has traditions. They can be right and wrong. Right. A exactly. tradition is not a positive thing. Yeah. It's what you've been doing. Right. It doesn't mean, that's what you should continue yeah, to do. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, 
being from Maryland, we have like certain Marylandisms, like way we talk, things that you know, things that we say. And our our mom has always been like super diligent about making us making sure we spoke correctly and you know like the way you're supposed to say things and you know like the the right spelling of things. So when I met Nicole in college, my wife, she would point out the things that I was saying that were like different because they were from Maryland specifically, like the word pool. You swim in a pool, right? Yeah. Okay, you swim in a pool, but you also pull on a rope. Right. I say those two words exactly the same. Pool, right. pull, and pull. You pull on a rope, you swim in a pool. Yeah. But but like the word to pull on a rope is pull, pull, P U L L, right? It's different from P O O L. And that's one of those big Maryland things. Yeah. But that wasn't that it was like wrong. It was just something, you know, specific. But I saw it as like a oh yeah. I growing up with our mom who was always really like adamant about like saying things correctly and speaking correctly was I was like, okay, well that makes sense. If I'm saying it wrong, because that's just from where I'm from, from Baltimore, saying it a certain way, yeah. well I can change that. Right. I can I can Yeah, to a degree, but Right, exactly. To a degree. Right. And that's that was like regional dialect as opposed to an accent. You know, it's not like it was an accent. It was just I was saying something because that's how I grew up saying it. But right. if I'm in the grand scheme of the world, you know, or all English speakers, they're going to say it in a certain way because that's how you're supposed to say a word, you know? So, right. You try to facilitate someone until exactly. it's just like, yeah. all right, well, this is just how I say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nicole later was like, oh, I didn't really want you to change the way you talked. I was just pointing it out. Well, like, yeah, but you pointed out that I was saying it wrong. And I realized that you were right. I was saying this word wrong. Yeah. So I, I understand this my... is how you do it. Yeah, right. But in the <laughs> U.S., we call it soccer. So I'm not going to call it football. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. We have football, and that's our sport, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can call your thing whatever you want to call it. We call it soccer. Yeah. And then when I go to your country and you want me to pronounce something properly, I will. Right, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And that's different, too, right? That's like a – that's a that's different <laughs> than, like – right, it's like call a word in, yeah. in certain places. Like, yeah. I never understood. People got all worked right. up about that. Right. Like the word across, right? You walk across the street. It has no A-C-R-O-S-S. There's, there's no, no T at the end. There's no T at the end. It's not a cross. You know, and that was one of those things that my mom always said. It's not a cross. It's a cross. <laughs> you know, and so like understanding that there was – and again, this is all like it's, it's the way we all – in this society, in this time, we assume that everything should be said a certain way. And uh, my wife is – in she's in a MLS, which is um master's in library sciences. She's taking classes. And so one of the classes she took was all about language, you know, and writing and, and where language came from and where the current English, you oh, know, man. language came from and, and where the, like a big vowel shift and where the, like, you know, the G H T in the word like night, you mm -hmm. know, used to be nigga, you know, wow. like they, that's how they spell it. Like they just said it the way it was. And then right. there's this big shift. And so, Regional dialects, you know, like the way you say things, it's all, it's all based off of like your time period and how it is. So, mm. and but yeah, again, I, you know, like if, if you're sounding uneducated because you're just, you know, too stubborn to say a word a certain way, then why not change it? You know, like why not take, take that advice from somebody or say something a certain way because like it makes sense, you know, like, like the word across. Right? Yeah. You have to find a nice balance between your local dialect and what is proper. Yeah. <laughs> and how we should speak and talk to each other so we can all yeah. understand each other. Right. 
feel like as, as long as I'm understood, uh, that's all that matters. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like well, the way I talk? Like, Go over there. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Up in New England, you start to talk a certain way. Here oh, in yeah. Baltimore, we talk a certain way, exactly. you know? And there's like a certain charm to that, you know? So that's that's different too. But there's it's different between like charming because you say things a certain way and you know, ignorant because you treat people a certain way in a different part of the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, well, all right. Um, so what are some of the, uh, I know. Yeah. Right. What are some of the other shows that you worked on? Some of the other, um, know? well, let's see. I've done a bunch of game shows and talk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've basically done every kind of show you can think of. Um, but I, I do like the game shows and the talk shows because okay. you can play along with the game shows most right. of the time. Yeah. Um, kind of helps the day pass because we are on these sets for like 12 hours is pretty standard. Mm. And you go 14, you know, it's yeah. not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need a way to pass the time. Yeah. And it's not That's all, crazy. it's not always exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what are some of the like game shows you worked on? Um, I did, um, the Chase, which is something that's actually currently on air. Okay. Um, I did a show with Jamie Foxx called uh, Beat Shazam. Okay. Which is basically just named that tune from way uh, back. Yeah, just Shazam. Yeah, retooled right. with a with an app involved. Oh, okay. right, right. Yeah. 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 Beat, that was yeah. fun. That was a lot of fun. Jamie Foxx is a very entertaining person. Oh, right In on. between takes, he's just like messing with the audience. They're telling him... Do do the Luanda impression no, from right. Living Color, and he just so breaks good. into he just it's, his face changes immediately. Have you heard uh, his? Uh, so have you heard his Dave Chappelle? He does uh, awesome impersonations. He's so good. <laughs> I, I don't know if I heard the Chappelle one, but I heard oh, a bunch man. of them. I, I, I'm not going to try it. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it is it is so good. He's so talented. It's it's amazing. I I don't. He is super you know, talented. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I I had an old girlfriend once. She loved Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I was right, like, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's he's cool the man. Movie. I love the movie Ray. Ray. Yeah. I was just about to say. Right. Oh, his Ray Charles. Is, I mean. Give him, no. give him all the awards. Yes, yes. right. Yes. And that that was the one. So good. And when they made that movie, they uh, uh, the director was like, "Well, we're gonna have to figure out how to like uh, shoot you when when you're playing piano and stuff." And mm-hmm. he's like, "I know how to play piano." Yeah, he's like, "I know, but yeah, but like we'll shoot you." He's like, "So we just started ripping into these songs." He's like, "Yes, thank God!" <laughs> like I can go from full body shots into the hand yeah. and the face. Yeah. Like yeah. it's amazing, and he would play these Ray Charles songs. That's awesome. And That's the, so there's cool. a, there's also a great YouTube video where he he meets Ray Charles, and they're just like bonding, oh, whoa. and they're playing two keyboards next to each other. And Ray starts, and he plays like oh this style and that style, yeah. And they're going back and forth. I think that That's was like so cool. the last time he like. Yeah, because he was like, I love Ray, but also he didn't want to constantly be around him because that's right. old Ray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm playing 20s in the 20s, Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm a, I, I can't be influenced by yeah. old Ray. Not that I don't love him. Wow. Yeah. That's. But like the video. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, that's, another, I, that's another YouTube video of him and him and Ray Charles just jamming. Yeah. Like you know, they would never cast a Korean man to play Ray Charles. But <laughs> if they had, I would have tried to hang out with Ray Charles all day long. Oh, right? Right? Yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah, I've seen that video, and he's like, you can see Ray is like just so Ray's happy. Like, oh man, he's yeah. like, oh. He's, he's like, like hugging him and yeah, grabbing him. Great, because oh, like Jamie's just like Jamie's doing up. all the old stuff, the old R and B, like. <laughs> So yeah. Cool. Oh man, what a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been in such so many good movies. Like absolutely. Yeah. 
that'd be awesome. So you did a bunch of game shows, and then you did, um, again, you traveled around the world with the the drone racing. A show. drone racing show, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I met a lot of co- cool people on that. But it's like it's basically racing drones. Um, they're not like the drones you think of when that are like shooting real estate videos or right. whatever. Right. They're just little X's that are about. <laughs> I don't know, maybe seven inches across oh, wow. in each direction. And uh, they fly like 120, 130 miles an hour, it's like turning on a dime. It's so wild. These things can go like a mile out too, you know? Jeez. And uh, yeah, these kids are just so good at it. And uh, they, the show that I worked on, there's a similar drone. There's a drone racing show that does it indoors, mm-hmm. I think on, on one of the ESPNs. And uh, I thought it'd be something like that when it was like pitched to me. But it turned out to be a traveling show in Europe. Oh, cool. Like, yeah. they wanted to fly around old, like, French castles. Oh, yeah, right on. Like, turn a Slovenian ski slope into a drone racing course. Uh, like awesome. it was Get it was, that backdrop. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. it, was, it was very ambitious, and it was, it was pretty well executed. But, yeah, that took me to, oh, man, I don't know how many countries in Europe. Mm. At, at least seven. Oh, yeah. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. I always met cool people in every country. Um, so how did that show work? So is that specifically like when I'm thinking of like sports shows, I'm thinking of like um, a circuit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this group of athletes go to this country, this country, this country, country, and do different like mm-hmm. do different races at different places. Yeah. So is it the same type of way? Do they already have a circuit that you guys just like went to and filmed? Or no, no. They... It was it was this show came up with this entire the format. Uh, okay. It was um, I think each country had one race, maybe two in one of the countries. Okay. So it was probably like seven to 10 events per, per season. So is this like the, a drone racing team? Yeah. So they would, they had like each season had, I think five teams of three. Okay. And, uh, it's a rotation. You're, you're, you have heats, you know? Right. Yep. So it's a, it's like, um, whoever has the best average time kind of. Yep. And, uh, yeah, points or something. Yeah, yeah. Move I, on to like I, I forget the format. It's been a while now. Yeah. But it was it was teams and man, they, these kids were amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. And you were saying they would wear like the goggles, so they everything is like they're seeing everything. Yeah, it's an FPV drone racing. Okay. So it's first person yeah. uh, view, and uh, they crazy. are essentially flying from the drone. You know, that's, that's what they're yeah. seeing. Yeah. And some of these kids are so talented that they could take the goggles off and fly from memory. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just I, I can't remember what room I, what, why I walked into any room in my house at any point of the day. What were we talking about? Why didn't I open my phone again? Yeah, like, right. yeah. Multiple times a day. Yeah. And, yeah. And these kids are thinking at like 150 miles an hour. That's crazy. And their fingers are moving to accommodate that. It's, yeah. it's so wild. I guess when you're so used to that type of thing in like a virtual setting as a video game, when you move it into real life, they have it's everything is the same except for there's a real thing moving around. Yeah, right. And as long as it's not like dangerous to the people around you, mm-hmm. then they're just like, Oh no, these courses were all made for far away from people. Yeah, right. You get nailed with one of these things. You could easily. Oh die. yeah. Yeah. You exactly. Get nailed in the head. You're dead. Yeah. So that like, you know, they're just like, you know, controlling a thing that's reacting as quick as they can control it in any direction. Mm-hmm. You know, that's wild. Yeah. That's so great. I was watching this, uh, I think last week, 
was my recommendation Sam Pilgrim, the mountain biking stuff that I talked no, about him at all? Okay, no, well, no. awesome channel I've been watching this guy, this British guy who just does awesome mountain biking stuff. Um, and he did this long South American, like they do the mountain biking things where they go through these mountain towns yep. and they Holy make shit. Red Bull courses out of them, you know? Holy shit. So it's all these little things, and then there'll be like a Red Bull jump from a house to another house. Oh. It's like crowds everywhere. That's and crazy. Yeah. Down steps, down this, over that jump, around the wall, boom, 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 boom. And then, but then the video was about him having a drone pilot follow him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, right. Through these houses. Yeah. And it was it was like perfect. Yeah. It was amazing. Nice. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, at one point they went through an actual house. And jumped oh, out of the nice. balcony and landed <laughs> on the street. Oh, man. It was so cool. And then there was like a blackout for the drone pilot. Like Red you just Bull, had to keep man. going straight. Yes. And then... The things that company comes up with, Red Bull, it all started with an energy drink. They're F1, yeah, right. F1 champions. F- yep. F1 yeah. champs. Wow. They do the soapbox How many soap cans of that, that drink is that? You know? yeah, it's not even yeah. that good, but somehow they made it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, all of like the... Uh, the um, Sail GP, like the American, What's and the, the flying one, the Red Bull yeah. flying, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're amazing. And they did for a while. They did um, actual plane. Oh yeah, the plane, yeah, plane races. Up, oh, there's another one. Sorry guys, I that's two <laughs> sticker packs. <laughs> it's a couple <laughs> blocks easier. We gotta take it easy. They did the plane races, <laughs> but man, so cool. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah they do some awesome. cool stuff. Yeah, were you? Uh, Maybe it was 10, 12, 15 years ago they did the flu talk in Baltimore. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. My buddy Tom, who was actually on the podcast, we yeah. had him on as a guest early on. He uh, he and his company at the time, and I can't remember if it was Firaxis or a couple he worked for. He was um, a concept artist for video game companies. And uh, – his his company did did one of the flu talks, nice. so they actually did that. Like you know, jumped into the harbor, and they like swam out. They had mm-hmm. to like take off all. Of, they had like all <laughs> everything that they wore to jump in. They basically took it off and put it into a pile, basically to burn. They like took showers right away, and like you know, at the time it was like if you jump in the harbor, you're like out, clean yourself. It's crazy in Ugh. there. So yeah, the harbor water, I'm sure, yeah. is so nice. So going all over Europe, which was like your was your highlight. Oh, Ireland. Country. Ireland by yeah? far. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Like, hey, hey, cheers, cheers, cheers. I, told, I, I would li- I would go live in Ireland. Yeah. Um at least the part that I was in. It wasn't Dublin. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't any of the big cities. Right, it, was, yeah. it was a small village. Yeah. But everything was just rolling green hills. Yeah. And all the steak, all the beef is grass fed. Yeah. So right. like every steak tasted amazing. Every burger oh. was great. The Guinness tastes so good. I drank <laughs> probably two times the Guinness that I did of water. <laughs> it has water in it, right? It, it actually, yeah, exactly. It's like a meal. Don't you Anything wet has water in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so our first out of country trip as the four brothers has to be the homeland. Yeah. Right. And we'll make sure Albert comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you take me to any pub and the, the jukebox stops. Like, <laughs> Who just walked in here? What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. But then I order, we're like, it's not about him. It's us. Yeah. Get <laughs> the Guinness and a yeah, right. fish and chips and I'm all good. Dude, I was, this is, I was kind of drunk this night. Like that happens a lot when you're on the road. Yeah. yeah. And in Ireland. Um, yeah. In Ireland. Definitely. <laughs> There's this place next door to the pub we were playing, we were hanging out at. We were so wasted. People were throwing darts behind their backs, trying to hit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) shit like that. I go next door to order some fish and chips, and, like, I'm all drunk, so I drop half of it in the gutter. 
it tasted so good. I just picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Ireland. This is not America. It's a 10 the, second rule. The germs are better here. <laughs> That's awesome. In the yeah, it was oh, a lot man. of fun times. That's awesome. That's but, cool. So you were, that was with the drone racing? Yeah. In Ireland yeah. Right that now. Europe was most, I think I only went to Europe once with another show. And that was France and Italy. Italy, dude. I love Italy. Italy. The yeah. food is so damn good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been to Italy. I was in Italy in grad school for five weeks, and then oh, I was sick. in, in uh, Spain for two weeks. Oh, Spain! Yeah. I need to hit yeah. that. That's yeah. another spot I need that to go. That was another good, yeah, super good food. But yeah, we would, we did. Um, when I was in grad school, the summer between my two years, we went to Italy for five weeks, and we would, we would, I was in a a, a master's program for painting, so we would paint in the town we were in, you know, landscape paint or whatever for four or five days, and then that's we would so, do that's cool two or three day weekends at different cities. So we went to like Florence and we went to Rome and um, mm-hmm. we went to, we started in Venice. We did a bunch of different towns. And so each time we would, during the days we would usually stay at like a, you know, a bed and breakfast. So we would get breakfast and then we would do dinner out as a group. And it was always like family style, mm-hmm. you know, go somewhere and they would like bring out the first serving and then the second, you know, <laughs> set third yeah. course. And it was just like yeah. pastas and, and like, oh, it was so good. Yeah, the food yeah. was so good. Oh, is is Spain the late night dinner place? Spain. Yeah. Spain's the top. Start like right? nine or 10. Yeah. So, and it's all just small stuff, right? Oh, so you yeah. can go out. You can go out at five or six, you know, you might get something small, you maybe get some wine, right? And then like you go to somewhere else and you get a few more things and it's eight, and then you go a few more things and it's ten and you know, a few more things. Yeah. Both Spain and Italy, both are late night. Okay. Italy's when I was in Italy it was all night. Oh wow. They people would be out in the square. And this was like in a little we stayed in a town called Oscoli Pacino, which is a, a small town on the East coast of the boot. You think the, the Italy is a boot yeah, halfway yeah, yeah. down on the West coast is Rome. And across from that is Oscoli on the, on the East coast. Um, about maybe like a 45 minute drive from the East coast, but it's a small town, you know, small enough where like nobody, maybe 2% of the people spoke English, you mm. know, so small enough in Italy that like there weren't a ton of English speakers, which is great. You know, you get yeah. like the real experience because yeah, yeah, you go any of the big cities and everyone speaks English, right? So you don't cities even are the same kind of yeah, everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, but there, you know, we would, we would be there for that amount of time for four or five days and then we'd travel and get food and stuff. But, but yeah, that was, um, what was the question that you were asking me? I forget. Did Spain I? being the late night. Oh, oh, oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, there, even in like a like a little town, it was and it was a, um, a, a like a medieval town. There was this, uh, there were two rivers that went on either side and connected, and so there was this uh, island of um, this medieval town that hadn't really changed because it couldn't expand out really, it couldn't change because it had a certain boundaries. Mm-hmm. Outside of it, had more modern buildings and stuff, but everything was like all this old. Oh, and love it. Their love town it. square in the middle. Every night there were like. You know, old people, young people, kids, like parents, <laughs> everyone's up 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Wow. At like 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock was about average. 4 o'clock, everyone would go to bed. <laughs> and then at 5 o'clock, the street sweepers would come out. So if you had any, like, we had apartments that were right on roads and stuff. So, like, the, oh. the noise would die down at five, at 4. And then at 5, you'd get the street sweepers. would <laughs> be coming by, like, no sleep. You know, it was like, uh but uh, yeah, no, like that's the nightlife. Yeah, Italy yeah. was just like, and like I said, it would be you know super late at night. There'd be kids out. Like everyone, it's just. It's what it so is. that's our second place we go. Yeah, right. Oscar, what's Oscar, it called? 
Oscoli. Oscoli. Yeah. Oscoli Piceno. Oh, man, that'd be so awesome. They're famous for their stuffed olives. Mm. Yeah, I know. And you're like, you're like, that's the thing, too. You know, like, yeah, you know, so, but they're good. I don't really I like, like olives. I like olives. Yeah. I love salty shit. I like, I like, um, Cherignol olives, which are like the green, big green olives that are mostly, mostly, uh, something um, else salty you know they're not there's there's not as yeah. much as the brininess or yeah. something or the like the vinegary you know no I, yeah really, i uh appreciated i only went to rome but i appreciated the uh mm. it was more of a welcoming yeah mm. i mean that's the italian thing hey come in yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know it's also a tourist town but still right it's they weren't yeah, like rome. they yeah. weren't too cool for school right yeah they're like whatever, come drink, eat. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris was a, a little bit of that, right? Exactly. Little, they were all like, cool. Like, hey, we're like, yeah, like whatever. You can sit here or not, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> but and and everything in in Italy, you know, you, you know what it is, right? Yeah, all the pizza and pasta and yeah. a lot of that stuff. We we just Americanized. We know yeah. the names of the dishes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the French dishes we don't necessarily know. Yeah. <laughs> why would you? Well, the reason why we beef tartare. Yeah, like when we uncooked were in, burger. <laughs> when we were in Spain, Nicole and I ordered um, what we thought was something else, and uh, we ordered something in S- Spanish, which it it sounded like the word in English for olives. So they brought us olives instead of what we ordered. And so oh, we were they like, thought well, you were yeah, we, yeah, they thought we were saying, and it was like olio or something, whatever it was. It was like a Spanish word that we were saying that we wanted something. So they, but they thought it was olives. So they brought us olives, and then we got like cheese and olives and wine and stuff. This is the first night we were in Spain. This is our before we had our daughter. You know, we took a trip. You know, a couple years after we got married, and um, and that's the first time I had like olives to the point that I really liked them, which is the cherignola olives, which is the you know they have the pit inside and the big green olives. And we were like, oh, this is damn good. You know, we're like, but it was also a little bit of the mystique that like we're in Spain. It's the first night we're yeah. out. We're all like, we're both dressed really nicely. It's beautiful. There's like people playing accordions and shit. Like, <laughs> we're like, where <laughs> are we? We're in this thing. of like wine and good food. And oh, we're like, God, oh, this wine. is so awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, Europeans—they don't get anything Sangria. done, but they know how to hang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. We do all the business, but they know how to hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. You make your millions. We're gonna chill. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna take their siesta. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like their, their, that's their something. I, yeah, I noticed in Ireland is yeah. that um, everything shuts down early. Mm-hmm. At least in the, in the town that I was in, right. it was rest. I guess there were a couple of restaurants that stayed open later, right. but any shops. Uh, they all closed before dinner time mm-hmm. because people wanted to get home and spend time with their yeah, families. That's yeah, like, yeah. that's not how we live in America. You know, right. if you own a business, you run that thing until yeah. nighttime. Right. You don't you get try to make as much money yeah, as possible, yeah. no matter what. And yeah. they're like, no, my family is the priority over there. And that's, yep. I think that's like a much healthier way to live. Man. Oh yeah. No, Chasing the dollar is not healthy for your soul. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, we all need to make money and live and we live in a country where that's, that's the main goal. But like, there is something really nice about that. Like that lunchtime siesta in the middle of the day, you know, like everything shuts down, you yeah. go home, you have lunch, you relax for yeah. an hour or two, you go back to work, you know? Yeah. You as the customer, you get to relax at lunch. Why don't I? You know? yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always thought that way about like, <laughs> actually I feel that way, like about nine to five businesses. Like there's a business that's like, 
a store that's nine to five. Like we all work nine to five. Mm-hmm. How can stores survive <laughs> if they're only like nine to five? How how you only open till five? Everyone else is working till five. How do you do that? Like in this country, you can't do it, right? Because oh. everyone's like you're you're at your job, you're behind your desk that entire time, and then you get out. But yeah, yeah you gotta have shifts. Yeah, right. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like. Like you said, in another country, if that the priority is on the family, especially like smaller yeah. towns and stuff, right? Yeah, you want yeah. to get into that smaller town. You want to get back to your family and have dinner, and you know, yeah. I mean, of course, there's there's always going to be a couple of places that are open, right? Because, sure, sure. but you know, what you got to do. So, if there was one other place that you could live, other than let's say like your 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 history, your like Korea. Mm-hmm. Where else would you want to live? Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> like something just like this is... The, uh, would it be Ireland? You said... I mean, I mean, that's a European one you liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't even know that I'd want to live in Korea. Like, it's it's cool. There are definitely cool parts of it. But being right. American... Like, I, I was born in America. I've lived here my whole life. Right. When anytime I went to visit Korea, I had fun, but I didn't feel like home. I yeah, you want to come home. Right. Just, it's an American mentality. Like it's, it's different. Yeah. And even when you go to European countries and stuff, you're like, oh, that's different. I, I kind of wish that was the way we do it in America. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. yeah. You're like doing the American asshole thing, but like just that's what you're used to, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, where, as far as where I'd want to live, oh, that's tough. <laughs> like today, they say like, all right, you can't, you can't stay here. Let's say I'm in Ireland. This there's week. a zombie attack. You've got to go. There's a zombie attack <laughs> on all the U.S. You're in a helicopter. They're like, all right, uh, Albert, where do you want to go? Go anywhere you want to go. Well, Canada That'd seems be. pretty nice. I've never been there. But Canada does seem pretty nice. They do seem really? pretty nice. People there at least seem nice. Zombies easily go over the border. So anywhere else. <laughs> What's next? Let's say he wants okay, to be. Okay, okay. So, so you can't, he can't be in Ireland? Or so I need to be on a desert Oh, you can island. be in Ireland. Ireland, would it be Ireland? As far as all the places I've gone, that was the place I enjoyed the most. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hawaii was awesome. Yeah. It'd be pretty nice to live in Hawaii during yeah, a zombie right, apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it's an island. It's isolated. If the yeah, zombies right. aren't already there, they're not getting there. Yeah. And there's right. a bunch of islands, too, right? That's you true. Know, you can so hop. Like, you could just hop over yeah, the Big water. islands infested. Yeah. Yep. If Oahu's, you yep. know, like, just move To over Maui. There. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, right. Honestly, but Costa Rica was really cool, too, actually. Right. I could live there. I actually, so Costa Rica is one of the countries I worked in during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't let us do much outside of work. So we were quarantined to our rooms for basically any time we weren't working. Um, but I broke a tooth during the quarantine. Oh. Like they served me some food and, you know, sausage sometimes has a little hard bit yeah, in it. Right. And I just bit down on it just, just, just hard right. enough in oh. the right spot mm-hmm. that it cracked one of my back teeth. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, you know, the tooth pain is some some bad oh, stuff, man. It's the worst. That, it's, it's such a small little spot, but it's like debilitating almost. But that's it, yeah, all right. you think. Yeah, of. yeah, exactly. That's all you think. There's so about. many nerves and stuff in there. Oh. And like you can't even drink cold water. You know, oh, like, that's horrible. I had to drink warm water, like not even room temp. It had to be warm, oh. otherwise it was. Affecting yeah, I've, that nerve. I've had a bunch of teeth issues, and when something comes up, I have to tell my wife like I'm sorry. Yeah. I now I know what it is to be like a nasty person. Yeah. <laughs> to be, and it, not not like yeah. necessarily that to no, her. No, no, it does that to you. My complaints towards 
other people and at work. Yeah. Even at, like, I still work at the O's. Like, I'm, like, very short with people. Yeah. No, it, it makes Like, you... hey, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, just <laughs> my fucking tooth, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. There's, what's the... Um... It's too close to your brain, bro. <laughs> I, my brain could be affected. I could die. <laughs> what's the... Uh, uh, I don't even want to think of a podcast. Your ignorance comes out. The King... Edward, the one who had like Anne Boleyn and all those. Oh man! You know he had he killed like eight wives. Richard was was it Edward? Sorry, uh, English. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry everybody. But it's apparently a thing came out that he had constant like leg pain. Oh, because he used to joust. Oh, and he had he he did this and he had a, a jousting accent. And from then on, the rest of his life was intense mm. leg pain. Oh, my God. So every time he walked. Or just like shift your butt yeah, in the chair. It, it hurt. Yeah. So he, his constant irritants. Oh, Not God. that you got to kill eight wives. Get off me, woman. <laughs> but that's what it was. I mean, oh, and, to me, that, I, that, like, that starts to make sense. Makes sense. Oh. I mean, it doesn't justify anything, but it makes it gives you I an see, insight. I see why you're pissed. <laughs> and you're the king. You got you know unlimited power. <laughs> Do you know the king? Uh, he had Anne Boleyn and all those, the Tudors. Henry VIII. Oh, Henry VIII. Yes. Smart man. <laughs> Edward. Check out the Brig Bane on Brig Brain on <laughs> Dustin over here. Brig Brain. <laughs> brig Bane. The Brig Brains. <laughs> Yes, Natty Bo Blondes are but right. He was yeah. the one that yeah that killed all his wives. But yeah, I was right. I was telling Kinsmons. Albert, and we were talking about the pain. Apparently, he had a uh, jousting accident oh. where his whole leg tortured him the rest of his life, oh. and that's when it started. Yeah, that constant aching and like intense pain. Yeah, right. That'll make you short and irritable. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey, 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 I'll cut your head off. Watch your mouth. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> you know my past. Ask around. Ask about me. Ask about me. <laughs> no, but the, the whole reason I brought up Costa Rica and breaking my tooth and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the show took me to the dentist and they came to the diagnosis of you need a root canal because of the way the tooth broke. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, oh my God, thinking American In dental Rica, prices. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to cost me $2,000 right now. Cost me two hundred fifty dollars. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I got a couple more in there. My right dentist there. for life is in Costa Rica. <laughs> you go. Got a bit of a. When I need dental work, I'm going to plan a vacation. You got a bit of a sore yeah, tooth. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I can get a vacation home for a couple of weeks and airfare, plus getting my tooth fixed for the price of the same dental work in America. Right. Yeah. You have a whole vacation. Right. For my family. For as the well. same price. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, Costa Rica was really cool. Like super cool vibes, chill. It's it's on the coast, so people are all into surfing and it's pretty laid back. Yeah. I can see myself hanging out there a lot. Yeah. That'd be nice. Dust, what do you think? Where would I want to go? Yeah. Uh hmm. I guess like just like logically I'd want somewhere relatively moderate temperature. Mm. I guess um It's probably gotta be English speaking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Probably yeah. English speaking, or at least, at least close enough. You know, like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe one of the one of the like, like Philippine Islands or Australia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like yeah, yeah the northern cool. coast would be pretty cool, or uh, New Zealand. I don't know. 
Check. Damn it. Um, yeah, maybe New Zealand. I've heard a lot of good things about yeah. New Zealand. Have you ever been to New Zealand? I haven't been, but oh, I mean, I, I guess you know the, the things I've seen, like movies yeah. and TV, like right. it's those people's sense of humor, the people who created that. But yeah, yeah. I'm into all of it. Like yeah, I yeah. dig the way that they, you know, do humor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and what? Have, yeah, from what I've heard, like the Concords. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, you, you know Taika. Taika we, Watiti Taika, is yeah, like crazy. killing the game. That, yeah, that pirate exactly. movie. Yeah, or that pirate. The, the, show. The, the, oh, that's so funny. Un, what's it called? Like, Our flag uh, means death. Our yeah. flag yeah. is so death, funny. Yeah. It is good. <laughs> yeah. Reading his pirates' bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> Captain does the voices. <laughs> yeah, that is good. I was gonna Blackbeard's yeah. bored of being a pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, good. Is he turkeys? What are you doing? <laughs> Man. Like two good looking idiots. <laughs> cool idiots. Yeah. I gave yeah, you per diem, you spent them with jackets. Jackets. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, so good, man. So good. So good. Yeah. But yeah, New Zealand seems really cool. Yeah, and a beautiful place. Sure. Uh, all this scenery. Yeah, all from the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like that, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, both coming back. Yeah, right, exactly. I was actually just watching a uh, um, a documentary on the last season of the Lord of the of Game of Thrones. Okay, there's a woman who did who was like kind of behind the scenes, like you know, with the with the extras and with the production crew and the makeup and kind of following people around. And there's like an hour and a half long documentary that's about. It's really good, but it's it, but it kind of documents the entire last season. One of the really cool things it does is it shows when they do the um, the the reading, they like read through the script of the entire. They do a, what's it called, like a table table read, mm-hmm. right? So they like everyone's there, Kit Harrington and like all the, all the big act, everyone's around the table and they're reading their entire lines through their last season. And you see when they all get to these big parts when like Jorah Mormont dies, oh, yeah. oh. you know, and all these spoiler different people. alert. Right. <laughs> when all the different people die and things happen and like then when like Jon Snow kills Daenerys, like spoiler again. <laughs> right? You know, all these things like that happen. Season two. <laughs> what? But like and and they're reading through it and the, and all these people are having these like real emotions yeah. based off of this like these are people they've been with for the last yeah. five yeah. seasons. So like ten years probably yeah. or something, you know. And like they're like having these real emotions about these things that are happening to the either they're doing things to people or things are happening to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy. It was a cool, it was a cool, um, that sounds really cool. cool. But that yeah. last season was doo doo. <laughs> so <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. Yes. Cause so it, you know, it, it was so good up to then. And yeah. like they, yeah. just, it, the expectations were so high. It was, it was getting bigger and bigger. Yes. And it's like, Everything has built up to this. What are you going to do? And then they right. broke the news. It's just going to be six episodes. Yeah. It's right. like we've watched 60 hours mm-hmm. yeah, right, of buildup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going like, to finish 60 hours of buildup in six? And then it's just everything was a letdown. There was so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> step so by many step. letdowns. It's like they stopped caring. Nobody right? wanted to be there anymore. Yeah. That's what it felt like. You had all these big stars, yeah. and they all said, we're only going to do so many left. Yeah. We do movies now. Yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> don't don't you know this is the biggest thing in media? <laughs> like, yeah. TV, HBO, this yeah. is the biggest thing you'll ever do. Wrap mm-hmm. it up right. Yeah, every episode is like a movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. And they... Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I know, man. 
you know <laughs> the highs and lows yeah i don't yeah they didn't they didn't go into like obviously any of that but like yeah they, yeah the main uh the main stunt or the choreographer the fight choreographer the guy who did all the main fight choreography is a russian guy he was the guy who played the the um the Ice King or whatever, the yeah. Night King. Oh, the Night King. Yeah, yeah they wow. actually used him. Like nice. the fight crack. They were like, "Do you want to do this?" He's like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. You know, he's like, "Not a lot of talking." Yeah, you know, like you know, he's just like, mm. "I was like, that's kind of cool." He's and he was like, you know, proud to do that. He was like, "That's cool." You know, I appreciate yeah. that they like oh, asked yeah. me to do yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I've been in this. He's been doing it for so long. Yeah, chore- choreographed all the fights. Yeah, and, and, and I appreciate it for that. And I'm sure those six episodes took six months. Yeah. Right. No, no problem. But it's it's year, we needed more. Whole year that was yeah. it year? last season. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's yeah. I know from the like the perspective of the viewer, you're like ah. Because yeah. didn't they they got away from the source material right? Because right. he he so. didn't write yeah. the books. Yeah. He didn't yeah, write the yeah, books yeah. in time. Yeah. You should have just waited. They should have. But it's like producers trying to trying yeah, to push exactly. yeah. something. And... So then yeah, then the two main guys who were like screenwriting. Yeah, they went through other they stuff. Wrote, yeah. Like then all right, bye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. No, listen, they're never true to the project. The bottom, <laughs> the bottom line is what drives everything in, yeah. in that industry. So. And they were in mostly in Ireland, too, right? A lot of that filming was Yeah, they were all over, but a lot of it was in Ireland, yeah. I think, yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm sure New Zealand got What do you mix. think, Dev? Where would you go? Yeah, where you go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you too. Smart I love ass. Baltimore. I'm staying right here. You go to Baltimore on, just stay here. I ain't going nowhere. Some other island, here. Islands. Drink yeah. some water. And, Smith uh, Island. Smith on cake. Just stay here at a good time. Eat some crabs. Um, Ireland's a good one. I think I would, well, I think I'd want to go somewhere totally different. It'd have to be like an Asian com- uh, country, yeah. maybe Japan or something. That's like, like, kind of Japan would be cool. Japan would be cool. Like yeah. you say, you stand out in Ireland. I wouldn't stand in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, right. Big bearded fella. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Go to Japan, I'll stand out. <laughs> He's a giant. Look at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> How you grow dum, so much dum. hair on your face? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This yeah. rounds on you. Yeah. <laughs> Businessman. Celebrity everywhere you go. Yeah. And they love to party. Yeah. So, you know. Us Asians aren't the hairiest. This this little shit on my chin <laughs> took me six weeks. There you go. I'll yeah. Just grow the beard out and let the drinks come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, uh, Devin, you teased the uh, the killer bees story. Oh. So uh, we like when we have guests on the podcast, we like to ask them a disaster story. Okay. Something that like has happened now. Usually our disasters are for makers where you like make something or something happened within the middle of a build where you basically had to scrap your entire build and start over again, mm-hmm. right? That's your disaster. And we've had lots of different disaster stories, but we like to ask our, our, our guests a disaster story. So from the from the perspective and the lens of someone who's in the production side of things, what's a disaster story that you have from from you know yeah. what you've done, you know, making making shows and making, mm-hmm. you know, TV. Well, you know, I've had, you know, I get along with most people, mm-hmm. and I've I've had some bad interactions with some people based mm-hmm. on you know just we don't get along you know right right um, and those are those stand out in my mind as far as being unpleasant you know but actual like huge disaster could have killed me that be attack there's nothing that tops that <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing at all be attack 
I'll tell that story for the rest of my life. All right. Well, um, so we were in Panama, and we were scouting. We didn't take any of our real equipment with us. We we had our backpacks and just hiking equipment, basically. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And we were just going to scout and say, this is kind of where we should ca- direct them to try and build their campground. Yeah. If they don't decide to, they don't have to. But this right. is this is good for us. There's there's plenty of natural light and you know, it's it's flat and clear. They can easily build something where we can shoot them building and you can see everything. Mm-hmm. So we went to that spot and we had a guide with us. This guide basically built the entire infrastructure for this island. The owner of this island is I don't know what he was into. But he owned an island, and he owned the only airline that was allowed in and out of that island. Oh, man. In Panama. Not – that is along the cocaine superhighway. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not going to say any more about that, but (laughs) that's what was up. So the owner found this, you know, this guy kind of down on his luck in Panama City who had construction experience. And he just tasked him with building roads and putting up electric poles, things like that. So he tore down a good amount of this jungle. He's comfortable just slashing his way through and whatever. Mm -hmm. We're following him to the spot, and he hacks into this log that he decides is going to be in our way. Africanized killer bees had built a hive in there. Oh, As soon as he starts hacking, the sky turned black with bees. Oh. Our, our our producer was directly in front of me on this hike. We were walking, and she said, "Oh shit, bees!" And I, I I was like, "What did you say?" And then it was like I got smacked in the face with a wall of bees, Holy and my crap. entire body was covered in them. Oh jeez! They were stinging my face, the, like my ears. My I was scraping them off my face, and they were biting my hands, all over my neck. They were going through my clothes. I just kind of dropped to the ground. I'm running and at this time of the year it's really like all the a lot of leaves had fallen down on a rocky terrain that we were on. Ugh. So I can't see what's flat ground and what's solid. I'm just running to get away from this awful pain and I'm just tripping everywhere, banging my head on things, like falling down, twisting my ankle, but still the priority is to get away from this. Yeah. So I'm just pushing through and I oh, find geez. like a little creek <laughs> and I'm like, water, yes. And I just jam my face in it so they'll stop biting my face. Right. And then I just oh. kind of get, like, kind of maneuver the rest of my body into this little creek somehow. Oh, and I'm army crawling through it, just army crawling through this creek. And they're still biting, like, the back of me that's exposed, but it's it's still, at least my yeah, face right. is exactly. not getting yeah. <laughs> actively Right, stung. breathe and see, smell. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. So uh, I'm army crawling through this little creek, and I get to the end of it, and it dumps out into this little pond. There's a little waterfall, and half of our crew actually made it down there too. And at this, I, I had lo- I had used so much of my energy, all my adrenaline's like dumped. Yeah, right. And I have no energy, and I'm like trying to get to the edge of this waterfall, and I stick my arm down, arm down it, and I feel a guy just grab my wrist and yank. So I just oh, let, geez. I just go limp and let myself go. And I'm, I'm down now in this river, in this little pond. And they're not, you know, they're not actively biting my entire yeah, body, right. so I'm like relieved. But they are kamikaze bombing the water. Holy crap! Like they are Jeez. diving into the water and trying to swim to us. I, I had just my eyes and my nose exposed, like to the air, so I could see and breathe. And anytime they would come down at me, 
I would dip under the water. Holy crap. And then before I come back up, I would like splash the water away, <laughs> yeah, splash yeah. the water away uh-huh. from me. And then I would come up and I would watch these little things like swimming towards my face. Jeez. And I'm just blowing, <laughs> blowing <laughs> air like, <laughs> don't go over there. You go that way. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing, we've, we were doing this for like 45 minutes and oh we're all like gosh. starting to shiver and like hypothermia is coming. Yeah, right. right. So one of our guys, he decides to be brave and go try and find his way back to our camp. We were all terrified to get out of the water. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. And he's like, I got, I got, I, I, we can't do this much longer. We're all gonna, we're all gonna like die out here. I, I gotta go. So he runs out and he actually does find our camp, and he builds himself a makeshift like bee suit out of just whatever is in the in our <laughs> kit, like duct taping things together, and he makes his way back to us. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Apparently, bees are attracted to noise. Uh, and I'm running right. through the forest screaming, like, shit, right. fuck, ah, yeah. every expletive there is. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I'm yeah. screaming. And someone's like, be quiet. I'm like, what? Like, screaming at them, you know? <laughs> so, at, 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 you know, we finally learned that we have to be quiet. So, our, our guy who left and come back, he has Benadryl with him. Yeah, and he's like, "You guys all need this." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have so much. Uh, yeah. And he's like, "Toxin in your body." Trying to be quiet, saying, "Albert, Albert," and I'm like, <laughs> "I heard him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, just trying to be as quiet as possible, but still be loud enough. You know, like yeah, what's right. what's under the bees' radar? <laughs> like this is what I'm trying to figure out. And uh, yeah, he finds his way to us. And at that point, I saw him holding out Benadryl, and I like just zombie walked to him. I was like, "I need that." I, instinct took over and I just walked over to him and he oh, let geez. us out we got stunned a little bit on the way out but he let us out and that that might have saved our lives you know that's crazy yeah we get back to the camp and our our um, one of our production guys he had been at the camp the whole time he's not one of the guys who comes into the field he right. makes shit he makes sure everything's cool at the camp yeah. right he pulls out his phone and starts videoing all of us like like laying in the street looking like we were dead you know oh, somebody geez. said it looks like a car bomb went off here the way you guys are <laughs> laying around like ragdolls oh, but he comes over man. and interviews me and he's like what happened out there and i'm explaining everything and as i'm explaining it my tongue starts to get heavy uh, i'm just full of venom you know yeah and uh exactly. i'm like yeah, we, we were running, and I don't know. My tongue's starting to get heavy, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I need a medic right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, as he comes over, gives me a shot. I, I yak because that makes you throw up. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, they get all this on, on video. Oh, yeah. man. Um, so the video that they had on the show, that was after you had us come Us running back. it? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a little inside tip, inside <laughs> little thing for, for all the – Art of AOC fans. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, they, we went back and recreated the chaos of us running away from the bees. Ah. We just pretended there were bees chasing us and sh- shook a camera all around right. as we were running. Yeah. Oh, you got to love that. Got to yeah. love that production. Because we didn't take, <laughs> if we had taken yeah, any course, equipment yeah. out there, we would have broken every bit of it. Yeah. Like, right. oh my God, bees, throw this camera on the ground. Yeah, I don't care. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. So that, that, is definitely I, I got 140 stings that day. Holy crap! And that was on the low end. Our field producer, yeah. oh man, she freaked out and panicked. She just froze and started screaming. The bees started flying into her mouth. Uh, she got like 600 stings that day. Oh, she had to be medevaced yeah. out. Yeah, like right. she almost killed our medic because she panicked. The medic was like, 
stop freaking out. You have to come with us. You have to come over here. This is the dangerous spot. And she grabs him and dumps them both into the river. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's like, he, had, he said he had to cut the straps off of his bag with his knife to get away from her. She was going to drown Jeez, him. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Someone's in shock. That's know? the yeah. panic thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Right. It's, that's it's, why they, I mean, they say, like, you do jump in and try to save someone if they're drowning, but yeah. you you have to think about it. Yeah. yeah Can right. you carry the body? Because they're going to pull you under. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Jeez. So you, so you got back. Yeah. So we get back. You know, I, I throw up, do my little interview. And then we go back to our, our you know, our hotel. And, um, we're, I, I'm like covered in bee stings. It hurts everywhere. I'm picking yeah. stingers out of my all my skin. Ugh. But then I go and take a shower, and I can't wash my hair because of all the stingers in my scalp. Oh my god! You run your hand through your scalp, and you feel like twenty uh, stings, and you're yeah, like, right, because ah, 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 you you're pushing more <laughs> yeah, venom into yeah, your body. Yeah, yeah right. So uh, the guy who went out and got the Benadryl, he not he comes like. Yeah, it's just a few hours after we get back, and we've all had time to clean up. Mm. He knocks on my door. He's like, did you get all stingers out of your head? I was like, hell no. He's like, come on. <laughs> come, we're going to set out back, get some light on these things. We're going to pick them out of each other. We sat there nice. like little monkeys picking lice out of each other's hair. Like, that's what it looked like. That's awesome. Yeah, but we had to do it. We can't, you can't get each one by yourself. Yeah, like, you right. have to get a pair of tweezers and get in there. Jeez. Oh. But, so this show... They breed this uh, culture, at least at the time of, are you tough enough? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are you yeah. a bitch? Right. And they asked us, um, who, who's, who's, who's like really doing bad here? And you know, nobody wanted to say I'm doing worse than the next guy because I'm yeah, not the bitch. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And they said, okay, well, tomorrow's a pretty easy day. It's just interviews, so we're all going to work. You know, That's crazy. like 140 stings. I was on the low end of that spectrum. Yeah, like the right. 200, 250 was not, you know, Jeez, and they're crazy. like, just go back to work. At that point, I was like, I bet if we would have died out there, they would have just left our bodies and come and collect the equipment. Right. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. What's your life worth? Yeah. yeah. I rec That show is where I learned to recognize abuse. Yeah. 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 Like being hungry and green and like being eager to get into the industry is one thing, but you can't let yourself get abused yeah. like that. So later I found out that they intentionally sought out a high-volume B area. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That, that spot was known for that, and they yeah. put us there on purpose. Was it the next day that you went out to shoot? You said you, like, shot the running from the bees, and, like, was that? No, that was that was a few days later. Okay. Like, the next day was just interviews, which were already planned. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the, right. the contestants hadn't gone out into that, so they were in decent shape. They, they were fine to do interviews yeah. did you get extra money for that hell no jeez no extra money you know, you know i'm talent now right right <laughs> yeah, right? yeah right exactly sag after i'm on camera <laughs> that's, that's yeah crazy. no that was that was the the most uh the closest i came to dying because i think i don't know i might be allergic to bees now i never got tested or anything right. you know yeah. yeah but uh yeah i definitely the, the <laughs> so the guy like i mentioned the guy who built the island all the yeah. infrastructure mm -hmm. he said i've been attacked by bees before out here i've i've cleared so many trees i've been attacked by bees but today i thought i was gonna die <laughs> oh, that's the guy who built the island yeah, saying right, that exactly. to us. today was rough yeah. i saw my life flash before my eyes oh jeez that's crazy he's like glad i was crazy. here for it brother <laughs> yeah right exactly glad to be part of that 
yeah. Uh, but you know that kind of thing, you bond with your crew. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. I still, I still oh, am yeah. in contact with most. Is that with fear bond, of, yeah, fear bond. We are in the one percent of people who have survived that kind of <laughs> attack. I would right. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. But I got good party stories forever. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. Good story. It's a good disaster <laughs> story. Last forever. Nice. Yeah. Our. Uh, our grandfather was a beekeeper. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then our grandmother was deathly allergic to bees. Oh. Yep. And then My in, goodness. In, uh, yeah, in Glen Arm, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore County, they had a, a, you know, kept bees. Yep. Oof. Just always had stuff around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> I think that's crazy that, like, you know, right, that, like, you would, I guess, so my great-grandfather was also a beekeeper. So when my grandmother met my grandfather, which we heard, did you hear the story? I guess, yeah, granddaddy told it at grandmommy's funeral this recently that like he went, he was at church one day and uh, he saw my grandmother and he was like, well, she's kind of cute, you know, Mm. and he and his buddy, Charlie or something were like standing around before going into church and she walked up to them. She's like, can I sit with you guys during, you know, during service today? And he's like, And my grandfather looked over his buddy Charlie. He's like, Charlie, what do you think? You think we should let her sit with us? And he's like, all right, you know. And like, but she had to have known, right? Because it wasn't just like, it was his father, right? It was a complete business, a Sherman Honey Company. So like, she had to have known that yeah. he was. But I wonder if it was before, if it was like after they got married or after they, you know, were together that she realized that she was like. Mm. Allergic enough that they yeah, always yeah. kept EpiPens at the house, you know, so, if, okay. you know, if it ever, ever happened or whatever. But, like, on the property that Devin and I grew up on was, you know, that was the beehive. Like, the whole honey house was there. Everything was there. So, I wonder if, like, if she knew beforehand or not. I don't know. Love will make you do funny things. Yeah, yes, it will. Yes, Especially it will. back then. You only had so many choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's the neighborhood. <laughs> well, there's like seven guys around yeah, here. Yeah, he's handsome. Choices. She's pretty. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. He said, what was it? They like that after that day or something, they like, you know, got engaged or something. <laughs> right. It was like, Old well, school. that's it. Well, yeah, well right. you said hi to me. How about we get married? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. All right. All right. Sounds right about right. Yeah, we both go to the same church, you know, the same religion. That's about that's about all you need, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I always, I think that was crazy. I think, I feel like, you know, I think mom said they had to use the pen, you know, a couple times, you know, throughout the time that oh, we were yeah. together. But she right. was, you know, obviously she was very like, and we grew up on the farm and it's, we would get stung a couple of times throughout the summer. You know, it was like there were always bees around, but but honeybees aren't aren't like aggressive. You know, I mean, right. they're they're just around. They're doing their thing. Obviously, yeah. if you're like, you know, if you're a beekeeper and you're going into their hive and you're doing something that's pretty invasive, like pulling out, you know, like yeah, pulling out love- things to look at the queen and but whatnot. That's what you right. do as a beekeeper, right? Exactly, you're invasive. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, our our buddy Brian, who has the honey the hives on our property here, he was he was recently doing some stuff with uh, with the hives, and it was like raining, and he was like doing something that was like a really invasive thing, where basically you're like pulling out the different the the comb, you know, each piece, you're pulling them out, right. and then you're finding the queen, and then you're separating her, and then you're taking another the other like things out and you're like shaking them off. So you're shaking all the bees off of them, putting them back in. So that way they have to fly back into another part. And he did it like during the rain. It was like a weird time. And they were all, because it was raining, they were all the, all the, um, the, the, 
drones and the, the like the soldier bees or whatever were all in the hive instead of out or all the um they call it all the ones that would go out and Worker. collect pollen yeah all the workers yeah. were in the hive because they weren't flying because it was raining so like there was a ton <laughs> of extra bees in the hive and he like did something and and they were like all over the place and he got a bunch of stings on his arms yeah. and stuff and like you know he got he got pretty tore up that day but Man. said he went in he went in that night and he was like and you know this is like he probably had you know, 20 stings or something. But he said at one point he was starting to feel his, like, his tongue getting a little yeah. swollen. He's yeah. like, you know, a little crazy. I can't yeah. imagine 160 stings. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's a great day. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> the things you do for the job you like, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, As I say, yeah, the things you do for love, you yeah. know, my grandmother and my grandfather. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, so we're getting close to the end of the episode, so we want to do some recommendations. Um Devin, you have a recommendation for us? Uh, I'll just do uh, the show I watched last night. Um, I watched the sixth episode of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, oh nice. nice! I'm not caught up. No, yeah, I actually Which haven't one? watched any of them yet. <sighs> Which one are you on? I may be on episode two or three. Oh, I'm yeah. still pretty late. Um, so pretty early, yeah, early on, I was disappointed mm. through most of it. I saw right. that the. Um, Disney, a Disney executive said that if there's enough fan interest in a second season, they might do it. They might as well. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, if Let's get that money, yeah, get the, it's gonna people are gonna watch it. Yeah, for, for sure, sure. No matter what you do, for sure. Um, but I think the last episode was was mm. good. Yeah. Right. But anticlimactic at the end there. And I think. I think it was worth it. The last episode was good, and it's—I mean, I watched them all, and I, I like the content. But how would you how would you compare it to the Book of Boba Fett? Well, the Book of Boba Fett wasn't that great either. Mandalorian was awesome. Mandalorian was great. Yeah, pretty good. Um, pretty good. And then Book of Boba Fett was okay. Yeah, and then Kenobi was okay. Okay, so similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like the, it, there was a lot of things that just made you went like, uh, really. Yeah. I explained to someone like there was a bunch of producers or writers in the room, and they're like, "Hey, this is going to happen," and then someone said, well, "Well, that doesn't make sense. Like uh, that that wasn't set up properly. Like, mm. how does that make sense?" And then they just said, "Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> it's just going to happen. Spaceship's going to fly away. That's what happens." Uh, you know? yeah, okay, exactly. And the next scene, it was like, "All right, they're in this hallway doing this thing and shooting at each other. Like, hey, why aren't these people dying? Like, why are we going to make this five minute episode of this?" And they're like, eh, "Just like." Shut up! Like, yeah, be quiet, right. nerd. Yeah, like, whoever, was, yeah. whoever was in there in this. in the uh, whatever producer or the story <laughs> team, just was like, like, shut up. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, they just man. made kind of what they wanted. It. Yeah. So I don't know. Ewan McGregor's yeah. great, and yeah, like, there's I, I won't spoil it for you. There's right, something. Yeah. No, that's, I don't care. I'm gonna forget. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, it's definitely worth watching, and the last right. episode was, I'll watch I, I think, sure. was really good. Six. Right. The sixth cool. episode yeah. was really good. Cool, cool. So, nice. I recommend it. All right. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I watched it, so I recommend it. It was yeah. great. Nice. Star Wars. I'll watch pretty much all the Star Wars stuff. All right, yeah. Nice. All right, so Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, Albert, you have a recommendation for the listeners? Oh, man. I've got a, I got a few, actually. All right. If, if it's okay to do more than one. Sure, absolutely. All right. So um, there's a show I'm watching right now. Um, what show is it? 
Damn it. So I told you I have bad memory. <laughs> it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it's like Star Wars. It's this guy. He's old. Oh, man. No, it's actually um, For All Mankind on Apple+. Plus. Okay. It's about um, the space race. Yeah. Uh, you know, U.S. versus Russia to get to uh-huh, the moon. Uh-huh. Except yeah. uh, I believe Russia gets there first or we get there at the same time. That was season one. Mm. Okay. But it's about how history would have changed if, oh, if that would have yeah. been the case. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Super cool. I like that one. Yeah. Um, there's a really silly comedy show that's I was mentioning earlier to these guys called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Mm. Okay. It's just yeah. off the wall crazy. This guy used to ro- uh, write for SNL. And he basically took a lot of skits that SNL said, that's insane. You can't do that. And he's like, oh, I'm going to save these for later. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's pretty wild, wacky, <laughs> random as shit, super goofy. Nice. But, you know, just have a beer, watch it. You'll, yeah, you'll enjoy right it. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, and then there's a, an author that I super, super like. He does a historical fiction. Mm-hmm. He's written a series about uh, Julius Caesar and Genghis Khan. Uh, right on. Uh, it's so cool. That's and awesome. it's like. You all the history's there that you kind of have recognized a little bit, yeah. but it's the the personal relationships between these people that this guy imagines. You know, it's mm-hmm. he, yeah. he he these stories go from when Julius Caesar's a little kid to the end of his reign. Mm. Same thing with Mount, uh, oh, right Gen- Genghis Khan. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like how they get there, and then all the people that they you know that they're involved with uh, on the way. That's it, cool. it, it's really good. His name is Khan C O N N. Igledon, I-G-G-U-L-D-E-N. But he writes amazing historical fiction. Nice. Yeah. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. So those are my recs. Not often do people watch me as I'm taking notes. Oh, <laughs> so you're no, like spell, spelling it spell out it for right. me. I'm like, this, this guy's a gangster spelled right. <laughs> usually I'm like, usually I'm just writing what I hear and then I Google it afterward. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, watching Con Eagleton. No, I, this, needs to be, this needs to be correct. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Right on. Sweet. I like that. I, I, I like historical fiction. I like fiction in general, sure. like I'm, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of like post-apocalyptic stuff, and you know, like yeah. and fantasy and stuff like that. But like, I think that's awesome. That that hits me in the right things, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like enough about history <laughs> right. where you like want to know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and so if someone can write some stuff about it to like give you some more body to yes. this like allure yeah, that yeah. you have from these historical historical figures, I like that too. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, my uh, recommendation for this week is I've only watched one episode, but it's the sixth season of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And I think I've recommended Peaky Blinders before, but if you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, <laughs> Peaky Blinders is about uh, Tommy. Um, what's it? Uh, Tom. What's what's her last name? Shoot, I can't think of it. But uh, he's a a gangster in England in Birmingham. Um, they have the Peaky Blinders, which are their gang, and they like run all sorts of fun stuff. But it's it's uh, Cillian Murphy who's the main character, and then there's a whole awesome like cast of characters mm-hmm. along yeah, with them. But really good, cast. super gritty, like super fun. It's got Tom Hardy in it. He's the yeah. he's like the main. Jewish I was shocked gangster. when he showed up because he, <laughs> he wasn't in it in the beginning. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So like Cillian, he, he's the guy from. 20 days later yep mm-hmm. yeah you gotta love you gotta love him you gotta yeah, the, love the yeah. scarecrow and the uh, batman yep. okay yeah mm-hmm. yep and so it's awesome and the the, the ex- episode starts really well and it's got some fun stuff happening yeah. so i'm excited but i just watched the first episode of season season six shelby. that came out shelby tom shelby tommy nice. shelby thank you yeah. yes i didn't, so, I didn't yeah. know they were still making it 
Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think they were going to do it again either. I didn't know they were. Yeah. I didn't it know took they a were long either. time. And right. And the last, the last season, season five, the way it ended, it could have stopped there and it could have been fine. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I'm not but caught like, up. But like, but yeah, I only watched there. There's I think six or eight whatever episodes in season six. But it just, I just saw it the other day and I started watching it again. That's so good. Yes. It's fun. Actually, my um, my students, there, there are a few of my students who are seniors who just graduated this year, but they were like really into Peaky Blinders as well. So we would like have <laughs> conversations like, who's your favorite character? Like, well, you know, it's Tom Hardy's character. Like, yeah. you know, he's like That's so that. awesome. Tom Hardy is my man crush. Yeah, as right. Far as yeah, current yeah. actors go, oh, he's so, you believe so him awesome. in every role he plays. Yeah, That's so for me awesome. at least. Yeah, yeah, such a good dude. Yeah, such an awesome actor. So. Peaky Blinders season six. If you're if you're watching it on Netflix, yeah. it's out now. Check I, it out. I put my stamp on awesome. that too. Nice, right on. <laughs> Extra recommendation. So good. I forget who I who I heard. It was like, I think it was a podcast or something. Someone like mentioned it at one point a couple years ago, and I was like, what is that? They were talking about it. It was another recommendation. Maybe it yeah, might have been like right. well, or something. Pass it on. There you go. Peaky Blinders season six. Nice, nice, awesome, good one. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we are. I don't even know how far we're in, but we're we're well and far into the podcast. It's been great. We actually had dinner <laughs> with Albert beforehand, talking about stuff for the possible travel show that we'll do, and you know, we'll see what happens to that in the future, and we'll see where it goes. But it's been fun picking your brain and chatting with you. Oh, anytime, guys. Um, do you have? Uh, I know you're on Instagram. Do you? What do you do on Instagram? Do you like normal stuff or do it's you post stuff with what you're yeah, doing? It's just okay. personal. So, so don't follow him. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, so. You can try to find me, but. <laughs> good luck <laughs> if he wants we'll post in the show notes if not then it won't be there <laughs> but otherwise you can follow Devin and I on Instagram at the art of craftsmanship and at the art of camera guy we're always posting stuff about what we're making here in the shop and things about the podcast so you can follow us there and please head over to YouTube and subscribe and like and let us know what you think about our videos we have our uh, our wine barrel table video that we just finished up today pretty much we just have to do our outro so that's almost done but we got that sitting next to us it's super, Albert, Got a little sneak peek oh, yeah. of what it looks like, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, and we got some good stuff coming up. So check us out over there on YouTube, and then also if you are so inspired, please head over to, to Patreon.com/slash The Art of Craftsmanship, and you can support us there for uh, just you know to help us out monetarily. It really makes a difference, and everything basically from there goes back into the channel. So you know if you're supporting us on Patreon, then it's really helping out what we do here um, in the shop and uh, on the podcast. So. That's it. Albert, thank you so much, man. Oh, this was a blast. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been super fun. Anytime I'm back in town, we can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're more than welcome. The shop is always here. It's always always available to hang out and drink some beers and uh, and chat for a bit. So, All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you all hanging out with us, and we will talk to you next time.